guitar stereo is essentially double mono. Yeah, double mono. You've got double mono. Can you get double mono? Uh, double mono? Yeah. No, I don't think you, you can. can. Get double pneumonia. Yeah, you can get double pneumonia. Yeah, you can. I've had. What's what's the worst? What's the worst sickness you've ever gotten? The worst sickness I've ever well, gotten? Where you're just like, you're, you're like, okay, you know what? You need to stay in bed for like three days or like three weeks or something like that. Oh, man. Uh, oh, never, never that. Mm-hmm. I've never I've never been in bed for like three or four weeks. I don't recall the last time I had anything more. Honest to God. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like I'm, I'm bulletproof. I like to joke that I'm invincible. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, motorcycle accidents yeah. and dog bikes have proven that I am invincible. Yeah. I but, think, um, yeah, the sickest, I think the sickest I've ever been was was last January. Really? You January. were pretty sick yeah. earlier this year. Yeah, I was You were up, all fucked up. Yeah, I was I was fucked up for 3 weeks. God, that's rough, man. Yeah. Right yeah, after my grandfather have... passed away, I was I was I was out of it for Yeah, I was in bed for 3 weeks. You guys that's when you guys all thought you got COVID. Yeah. Like the whole gang, the whole gang that was at the uh, at the funeral, like yeah. everybody like Every, one after another. I know, yeah, it was uh it was yeah, I was out, my cousin was out, my brother was out. Man. Um but it was um yeah, it was I couldn't believe how um how the, I don't know how the hell I survived three weeks. Yeah, that's a long time to just be just be sick. To be yeah, well, like day after day after day. Yeah, and you're never feeling better. Yeah, you're, and you're not like yeah, you feel like you know you're like okay, you know what? I, at least I should go outside and do like, just get some fresh air. But you couldn't even do that. You're like okay, my, my body's com- is completely shut down. That's not the sick. That's not the sickest I've ever been. It's the longest I've. It's, it's the longest you've been sick. Longest I've been sick. Yeah. When I was a kid, one time I had something in like a, in my throat where I couldn't swallow. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's what she said. Um, I had something going on in there where mm-hmm. like I seized up, like all around my collarbone, like everything. Yeah, was all something, and that was the last time I remember being like really sick. Yeah, I've had that I've had that before too. Yeah, and I don't know what it was. Even the doctor was like, "This is something. Here's some antibiotics." Like, yeah, that was back when they would give you antibiotics for like sneezing. Yeah, they'd give you something. Yeah, and that think, was like the worst I ever had. Yeah, I I had that when I was uh I had the um I my throat seized. I think I got the I had the flu and I had I had conjunctivitis as well. Oh no. All so in one it was sitting. In your entire head. Yeah, I was just, I like um so when I woke up I couldn't open my eyes because they were sealed shut. Oh, uh-huh. if people don't know that's conjunctivitis. That's conjunctivitis, it's like, yeah. It's not it's not pink eye. It's pink eye plus like a an extra screw you. Yeah, so like that this you can't open your eyes because your 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 eye, your body's telling your eyes that um, just secrete all this stuff to get it out yeah. to, to get all the bacteria out. Uh-huh. And I was like I sat there and I couldn't breathe. Uh my mouth was open like like that and then I I woke up and I couldn't open my eyes and then uh yeah, my brother just walked in and he's like, he, he he's like, he goes, oh great, he's dead. Yeah. Oh great, oh great. <laughs> what was the line from The Simpsons when uh, uh, like somebody walks in, it's the same kind of thing. It's like, the cat's dead. I'll be out. It's, yeah. like, it's just like it's one thing leads to another. Like yeah. that, that's that's what that is. Yeah, I, I, I'll be at most. Yeah, I hate getting. I finally got, I got the flu shot this year. Oh, did you? Yeah, I got I got inoculated this year. Oh wow! I mean, yeah. that's probably for the best. Everybody else. I've never. Is, uh, the new thing is, I've never gotten it before. Uh, neither have I. I, I thought they were an anti vaccinated. Nope. I, I just like it never crossed my mind. I was it like, never oh, occurred to me to yeah. do it either. Yeah. Yeah. So I got it this year. Um, hmm. but uh, um. Yeah, it, it, but it hurts after like four days. Like it's still, I can still feel it. Sen- it's still sensitive here. It does. Yeah, it's, it's still it lingers. It's a it's a hearty, mm-hmm. it's a hearty concoction yeah. they put in there. I've gotten a few. I've gotten the um like the what's it called the twin ricks a couple times for traveling right? for traveling and stuff. Yeah. I I got I can't remember was it malaria or something else. I got a couple shots when I was traveling and stuff. And yeah, it's one of those things where it's like they get the meat. And they're like, let's oh, just move that around a little bit and just get rid of it. Yeah, um, like ah, it sucks. I know it was just yeah, it was. Uh, it just hurt my arms. If I if I'd slept on my side, I would just uh, the next morning I'd be I'd, I'd, my arm would just be in so much pain. Be a real bummer. Yeah. Um. But bummer. Uh. It's Joey Moss. 
Oh, we're going there, huh? Well, today it's right now. Today it was. Uh, so if people don't know, it's uh, October twenty. Was it twenty sixth? Yeah. And Joey Moss passed away at the age of fifty seven. Fifty seven. And it is like the biggest bummer, I think, like in forever. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've been this like like wrecked by somebody I don't know passing away ever. Yeah, Joey Moss was a uh, like even when we were growing up. He was he was a. Uh... Um, He's an icon, man. He was the linkage between us and the Oilers. Like, uh, yeah, he was the the everyman. Yeah, it's like you could you could you know if you're a good kid. Yeah, you could do that. Yeah, like never his disability never came. Oh, you were getting into like fist fights in school. So he made fun of him. Mm. He was like that kind of a character where you're like, that's just that's our guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, every, and like he was, he was, um, yeah, he he's he's a part of Edmonton's. Uh, um, well, I mean, he is he's the like, he's, most. What's yeah, that? He's a, he's an he's an Edmonton legend. He yeah, always, he's a legend. He will always he will always be one. He's the most important sports figure in this city that never actually professionally played a sport. Yeah, that's that. I I totally agree with that. Yeah, outside of everybody. I mean, I don't I don't care if you're talking about like uh like Brian Hall or any of these announcers or whoever they are. Oh or, no, yeah, like or anybody. Yeah. He's the most important sports figure who didn't play professional sports. Yeah, and and loyal and loyal like just. The most loyal, like Edmonton, oh, yeah. Edmonton uh, Oilers fan, just ever. ridiculous. Yeah, just absolutely ridiculous. How how like important that guy is to, to Edmonton sports. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, but you're right. It's like it's an everyman story. It's like he's just a guy who's just a hardworking kid, mm-hmm. and Dwayne Gretzky just happens to be dating his sister. Mm-hmm. You're like that's like a, that's the kind of story they make movies about. Yeah, that's like a Rudy story. Yeah, exactly. Like, no, I can I can totally do this. Yeah, and not only does he do it, it's like at first I remember I was reading something about um. How Gretzky's like, I'll pay for him, and like, no, you don't have to, because we're paying him because he's good at what he does. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he's keeping the the place together, yeah, more so than somebody else who is just gonna come in your half asset. We're gonna pay him what we pay him because yeah. he's good at his job. Exactly, and and he, he like he and he loved what he did. Like he was oh like ultra or, passionate orders until um until today. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, and now I mean like. I think it's kind of safe to say, like, the Oilers actually have somebody up there looking out for him now. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, that's, like, a weird thing to say, but yeah. like, we I actually think, yeah. have, like, a patron saint of the... Patron saint, Like, yeah. a patron angel of the Oilers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was um, it was a real downer, man. Like, I, again, like, I mean, you had a, a pretty down week when Kobe passed. Like, it was a big deal for you because you're a huge Kobe guy. Yeah. Huge basketball fan. Mm-hmm. But um, I think, yeah, like, Edmonton as a city, this is maybe the first time we've had this as a, as a city where this level of a... Of yeah. like a, an Edmonton icon passes away in our generation in our time. Yeah, it's because uh, yeah we agree. They, like we all grew up with him. Uh, yeah. Kind of wanting to be in a situation. We're kind of like not jealous, but same time was like man, like that guy has he he uh he has such a like he just he works directly with the Edmonton Oilers. Hundred like, percent. He, he's a res- and he's loved by those guys and yeah um yeah and it's but uh, you were right he was a representation of the fan base. Yeah, exactly. And he's and it's such a great story because he had like like uh. His hand, like he was never defined by his handicap. Yeah, it's that was like uh, it wasn't even secondary. No, it, it just brought it just brought everyone closer to him. Like it's yeah, uh, and like it was never uh, um, yeah, no, it was never it, it wasn't even like something you talk about. Just like, no, I like, mean, if anything, you'd be like, if that guy can do it, then you should be able to do it. Like that wasn't an issue. It was like, no, he's really good at what he does all around. Like that's a professional, like adult. <laughs> that's a professional working man. Yeah, like a human working male. Like yeah. he was just like it wasn't one of those things where your your parents would be like, well, if that guy can do it, 
then you yeah. should be able to get out of your ass and do yeah, it too. It, yeah, that, that's his, not what we're talking about. Yeah, here. his handicap, his his uh, his handicap, ne- it never defined him. Never defined him. No, never. No, it wasn't it wasn't really a thing. Like maybe it endeared people to him in a certain way. Yeah, like you could say, yeah, that, that's that's pro- that's I would say that for sure. Yeah, yeah. It, it was one of those things where you see like uh, when you see him singing the national anthem. Mm-hmm. I think maybe like it was one of those deals. But like I said, in school, when somebody would bring it up, because it was it was a thing when we were kids. People would always make fun of Joey Moss. Somebody, well, some asshole would eventually do it. Well, he kind of brought that uh, the whole idea of um, uh, like when people have to live with disease. He kind of yeah. like he, he was the one who kind of like like kind of brought it to the forefront. Where, yeah. Like people were like, wow, like like he has um, uh, you know, he has this uh, this cognitive disability. Mm-hmm. But uh, we would, uh, it's not something that um anyone made like, like certain people made fun of it. In my the show. assholes would. The assholes would, right? But, but you would no, you'd, you'd smack them in the mouth. Oh did. yeah, yeah, you'd lay those people out. But um, it's it's one of, it is one of those things too where it like that's that's a credit to like his ability or even just I mean maybe the way he was raised or whatever it was but it was it wasn't an issue like it was never an issue this is a guy who is a great role I mean a great sp- a spokesperson for Hands people yeah. with disability living and working in the real world and just like you know out, out there in in like real society You're like look there's no reason. That you should let a disability or, or adversity define who you are. Yeah. Because you you can be completely capable. There's proof out there. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah, no, but he was our guy, man. Like, was I always our, felt yeah, like... He was, he was definitely our guy. Like, Joey Moss, like, that's Edmonton's guy. Mm-hmm. That's a real bummer. Yeah. I think we should, I think we should name this, this episode after him. Well, I think we're probably going to get pretty crass eventually, so maybe not the entire thing, but, like, uh, we'll put it in, in the brackets. tag. In brackets. In brackets. <laughs> <laughs> did, did he have a number? I know, like, there was, there was a seventh man thing and whatnot, but I don't know if he ever had a number, huh? I don't know. Fuck, it'd be, sure. it'd be great if, like, they could, like, give that guy, like, a numbered, like, a, nu- some, a retired some, some number. they could retire. Yeah. yeah, a number they can retire. Yeah. I wonder if he had one. I don't know. That'd be, uh, that'd be something to think about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, it, it's like... Um, Maybe it could be 57. Could be, right? I, I don't know. I don't, do you want to give him 57? When was he born? 63? 63. Yeah, he could be, like, number 63. Yeah. I don't think we've ever had a 63. Or maybe the the year that he joined. That was like 82, maybe? There's, yeah, there, there's... Uh, and yeah, like whenever he entered the organization, whenever yeah. it was, or maybe like his birth year, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. That's that's a really good idea. They had like a number for him. Yeah. If I if I had any power at all whatsoever, I would make that happen. But, yeah. Uh, we are they will, they will. They will for sure. Yeah, like, they should. I mean... Just, or maybe like, uh, like some... Sort of. Uh, oh, he'll be in the rafters. He'll be in the rafters, or he'll. They'll, they'll, they might have a statue, or they'll do something for him. I know they oh, will. Oh, yeah, statue he, or something. Yeah, because he, he was with them since the beginning. So yeah. Uh, no, I mean, you can you can argue. I don't think it's like arguable. You could argue it, but I don't think it's arguable in the sense that there's very few people in this city. We've said it up before already, but mm-hmm. there are very few people in the city who are as important to Edmonton sports mm-hmm. than Joey Moss. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's like like top five, at mm-hmm. least top five. Oh yeah, for sure, guaranteed. Uh, yeah. Um. Oh, did you um happen to see? Yeah, let's move along. I'm, I'm bummed out. <laughs> did you happen to see uh, um, the new Borat movie? <laughs> no, I mean I've heard enough about it. Yeah. People won't stop talking about it. I saw it on Friday. And. Um. How's the Giuliani? Uh, Giuliani sequence. It's, yeah, it's great. Yeah. Um, is, it, is it as uh, as non-issue as Giuliani's trying to make it out to be? I wish I had. I wish I hadn't heard anything about it before I um, watched it. Uh-huh. But I, I like. But it, you couldn't ignore it, if, especially if you read the news. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, oh, it's out there. That's, that's not even the biggest. Uh, that's not even the funniest part of the movie. I I think that's the. Uh, that's not like necessarily a ha ha funny. No, part. it's more like a like it's, it's more, more like, of a oh god oh god I got you. 
Um, like but, I, I love the Simpsons line, like Ralph Wiggum. Yeah, it's funny, but not ha ha funny. Not ha ha funny. Not even ha funny. But uh, <laughs> but uh, th- there's there's one scene where he's doing the dance with his uh, his daughter. Yeah, yeah. At this one club where it's like they teach you how to be like uh, really um, uh, like a picker, a pick upper, like a, like no, a go getter. In a club where like it's all white people, but it's all like they teach how to like uh, like class and they the you know, ladies wear the gloves up to the elbows and stuff like that. Oh, it's high society. Yeah, and he it's goes like a debutante ball. Yeah, so Borat goes there with his daughter and they do a dance. I'm not gonna spoil it for you, but mm-hmm. uh, that I think we I was I was crying laughing. <laughs> yeah, I was like at the end I was like me and my cousin we were both on the we were just holding our stomachs laughing. We're That's like, good to was, hear, man. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm I'm glad that there is because I mean. Sasha Baron Cohen is a genius. Yeah, anything is is that uh, it's uh, it's split between him and his daughter. The lady who played the actress who plays his daughter is amazing. Yeah, who who tweeted that earlier? It was like a, she's a Bulgarian actress. Really, she's so funny in this. She's amazing in this movie. Yeah, somebody somebody. Yeah. Tw- oh, um, Seth Rogen. He's mm-hmm. like, I don't know where they got this girl, but she's like a gift to comedy. Oh yeah, she's, she's really hilarious. Funny. She's so funny. Like that's awesome. And. Uh, um, because he yeah. had the dude in the first one, right? The guy, uh, the guy who teabags him. Okay, that that's what the dance is the kind of the teabag moment. Like, really, same thing where you're just like, because you know, in that part you're just laughing your ass off. This part was like, I couldn't believe it. I was watching. I was like, that's, that's awesome. That's hilarious. I love how aggressive that guy's comedy is. Oh yeah, it's like it's yeah, it's it's very um, uh, it's 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 raw, mm-hmm. but it's uh, yeah, it's meant to trigger an emotion. Um, but yeah, that <laughs> that, that dance sequence was amazing. It, it was like, this look on people's faces. They're like. And they just—it was hilarious. I, he's um—he's not even like when you watch the old, the original Borat and like the Ali G stuff and the the bits he was doing for—I think they were all on HBO or Amazon Prime or something, right? The, the last little run of half. Yeah, hour. yeah, yeah, that's right. They're on Crave I, had them. Uh, Amazon, I think Amazon has them, but uh, all of the all of Ali G stuff. Who was America or something? Yeah, all of them, all of Ali G stuff when it comes to like either Ali G or Borat, all those are on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. they're all on YouTube. Yeah. But um, what I mean is like he's not like a like a shot comic. He's not like a, we're gonna eat this turd to make people laugh. Like it's a goat turd. We're gonna eat it until it be gross. Like he's not jackass. No, no. He I intricately think, plans all of his stuff. Yeah, because I think he's he's like this. Is, he knows the reaction that he's gonna get from uh from telling from telling a joke or yeah. like set. It's all set up to get a response. Yeah. So that's um like well like you said he's he's trying to trigger an emotional response. In yeah, him. exactly. So um it's hard. It's uh the thing about this movie is that it's not really um. You can't play this. You can't do the same thing as you did with the first Borat movie because the first Borat movie kind of like ex- exposed us to like how like shitty people are in this oh, society. Yeah. This movie is like it doesn't bother with that. It's um, uh, it's like you know that already. You know how people how fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you know are. how garbage. Yeah, so <laughs> humans like, so, yes, are. Yes, right? so, like like American society is filled with garbage people. But having said that, um, there's like I was watching interviews with with him yet uh, afterwards with that uh, Bulgarian actress, and mm-hmm. he said uh, basically um. He's like on the Republican side. He's like he goes. There are good people. He's like there's such great. Oh, absolutely. He's like I met so many great people, and I'm not sure if you saw the scene where he's he he stays with these two Republican guys um overnight in their cabin. Yeah, it's like a log cabin, right? Yeah, yeah. Those yeah, guys. Yeah, yeah th- he said those guys are great. He's like the, they're the nicest guys. They took me in. Uh, I was with them for a couple of days, and mm-hmm. they, they they said yeah. He goes those guys were great. He's like they're Republicans, but sadly they're uh, they fell into the uh, the QAnon kind of like conspiracy theory stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and you get to see those guys in the movie. Mm-hmm. They're just trying to help him. Yeah, they don't seem like malicious. No, they're the nicest guys. Like, yeah, yeah. and uh, so he goes. He goes. What is he trying to like beat ghosts out of the wall? Like, what's he doing with the shoe on the? 
Oh, he's trying to he's trying to kill COVID. <laughs> oh, that's what it is. Yeah, I just saw him like this is how you get them out, and he's hitting the wall with a shoe. Oh yeah, what like is, what's yeah. going on over well, here? The thing is, too, is that after I saw that, I'm like, I, it re- it reminds you that you know what? There's so many like Republicans who they they, they vote Republican, but they hate Trump. And there's, so there's yeah. a lot. I mean, yeah. I've got uh, family in the states um, who are on both ends of the Republican spectrum. Mm-hmm. Like some are diehard. Like eyes are way too wide open. Like Trump is our Xerxes God King. And then I've got ones where like, oh, God, this guy just needs to stop talking. Like, we vote Republican because that's what we do, but I just wish he would go away. Yeah, and there's there's certain, like, if you have, um, and all of a sudden, like, policy gets in the way. Because are you, are you voting for uh, party over uh, uh, president? president? Mm-hmm. Then you're like, you know, where does, where, where, like, you know, where does it lie? Like, I don't know where the truth lies, but like, uh, um, and then, like, after that, after I watched that movie, I, I just watched some, uh, um, Republicans, uh, like voter, Republican voters, uh, yeah. reacting to like some of the stuff that Trump says, and they're they're just like uh, a lot of them are so grossed they're, out. Yeah, they're normal. They're just like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Like, yeah, man. They're like, why would like he goes? They're like, like why would any Republican in the right mind vote for this guy? And they and then they said he goes, they go like, why wouldn't we vote for Biden? He goes, yeah. that makes no sense. It's it's wild, man. I and that's who I don't trust, right? I don't trust those people who are like, this guy's nuts, but we're Republicans, so we got to vote Republican. Yeah, the thing is too is that I think the difference between this election and the, and the this election and the last one is that you had um, coming into this uh, coming into that election, uh, um, uh, like th- like this time, Trump is the most uh, like he has the lowest like l- he has the lowest like um, everything. He has the lowest everything. He has the lowest like positive uh, um, ratings out of any president in history well he's lost all respect out of rational thinking people yeah and like also when he was running against uh hillary clinton who had the who was the second uh most least liked uh uh like a candidate in history Mm -hmm. um that's not the same thing this time around but you know we'll have to wait and see because like uh who knows what's gonna happen i'm saying man i I think you're getting four more years Hmm? i think you're getting four more years of trump I, i think they're getting their four more years and um, I think once he's out, you're probably gonna see like Don Jr. step up. Don Jr. will will be the next one after Trump. Yeah, he'll he'll run. Yeah, and he'll I mean, run. if he runs and they don't get really, if you had like a like an Andrew Yang, uh, Kamala Harris ticket, mm-hmm. I think you had a real chance to just mop up before Trump. But they've the the Democratic uh, National Convention and the way they're trying to sell those characters, then they are they are being sold as characters. They want somebody who can appeal to enough conservative minded people. To not make themselves seem as, seem as, as to be socialist, there's like yeah. socialist fear still exists over there. That's why Bernie got railroaded. That's why mm-hmm. Andrew Yang is gone. Yeah, and um, you're never gonna get Buttigieg in there. there there's no, no way you're gonna way get a gay yeah. president in 2020. They're, they're they're terrified, man. I I, I didn't like I, I don't mind Pete Mayor Pete. Uh, that, Mayor Pete. No, he's good. Uh, he's, he's, as he's far a, as yeah, humans he, go. Oh yeah, he's a he's a good guy. He's, he's a, a good dude and probably probably highly intel more intelligent than either either of these two clowns. Yeah, but my whole thing with with Pete was that uh, he didn't really have a plan for uh, um, uh, for Medicare. No, uh, so that's he's why, a vice president. Yeah, and like um, yeah, he's a good <laughs> he's vice a, president. He's a he's a staffer. Yeah, like the Kamala Harris would be a, will be a great vice president if she mm-hmm. wins. Um, but. My, I think I wish my like my whole wish would be that um, people who are elected to like like who are elected to power, whether mm-hmm. it's presidency or whoever they fill in their cabinets, but education when it comes to education, the environment, uh, everything. I think those people have to have at least some sort of science background. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the problem with like the whole idea of the the right, not even like the right wing or Republican, but there is just like hardcore 
like Christian right wing push in the states that is like no we're we're like a Judeo Christian society we yeah. believe in God science doesn't matter and that's not to say that like they're all like that like there are there are obviously people. Who yeah, have faith and still heavily believe in science? Yeah, like that—that's—that's that's fine if you if you are a if that is your um, like on Sunday, you know that's what you do. Like mm-hmm. if you're if you're if you're a devout Christian or you're Catholic, whatever you're, whatever you are, right? But like, but you have to have that 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 is a personal thing. Yeah, like that, that you you don't let that enter you into your work life. So like, I, I would I would rather have like. But that's um, a problem over there. Though. That's that, that's a huge problem. Yeah. That's this is all like obviously this is wishful thinking, but like uh, you'd want someone. If you're in the Department of Education, like I, I don't care what it is, but you have to, I think someone ch- should actually at least have a scientific background. Yeah, because um, uh, uh, I think that that's how you. I think that, like to at a very minimum, that's how you solve a lot of these problems. Like you have to approach it from a from a from a science point of view. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and like you can't cherry pick your science. No, you can't. Like, and, that's, and they're yeah. both doing it right now. Like you're you're seeing that on both sides of the aisle. You're seeing the left cherry pick their science. Mm-hmm. And you're seeing the right cherry pick their science. Mm-hmm. It's like climate change and climate denial and like gender studies are just such hotbeds of of uh of like rage. Oh yeah. You can't you can't talk to them about no. this and you can't talk to them about this because they will like they're and even even within like gender studies and gender sciences on the left there are spectrums there that like within their own group they they can't get along yeah and, and within climate change and climate deniers and the on the right they can't get along no no they, they, no on the right they 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 can't get along because they they can't even come to come to grips with like what is real and what what they what what they're going to agree on even exactly. they, because they don't have the educational background mm-hmm. or the guts to like to admit that yeah uh, climate change is real mm-hmm. so they they're they're not even on the right like start off point to begin no. with right so like but on the left it's uh there's like like who's the first to give up and uh who's who's like everyone's like i'm right you're wrong shut up i don't want to hear anything from you like that's uh that, that's the agree end or like it's literally join or die yeah exactly join my way of thinking mm-hmm. where we will cut you out and we'll cancel you and you will die yeah it's like it's it's like the left is just a mess with this this whole idea of like we're gonna we're gonna spout an ideology that's all there is and you either get on board or you're out yeah, because I think the actually the one one thing I, we learned about Democrats is that they are definitely, uh, for lack of a better term, they are weaker than the Republicans. Because mm-hmm. Republicans will just be, like they believe in what they believe in, and yeah. then they, no one there's there's rank you have to be rank and file. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's no uh, you don't stray away. If you stray away, they're like um, you're forgotten about. They're like okay, fine. You, like, there's uh, you're no longer part of our party. You're going to be fired, or whatever, right? But <laughs> so the reaction from the left should be. Um, uh, uh, okay, you know what? We're not as it's very known that it's known that we're not as tough as they are. Mm-hmm. They uh, they set their policies, they stick to it, whatever, right? But then when the Democrats start to become tough, uh, all they do is fight with each other. Yeah, yeah, they, they can't get the shit together. They, they, what you see now is the result of that. Like, exactly, they're, they're like, I don't want to argue with you, I don't want to debate you, I don't want to do this, and so uh, what we say is right. And if you if you want to be here, we're blocking you from speaking at our university or yeah. whatever. So we'll ring bells and pull fire alarms. Yeah, it's like you guys are like they don't realize that they are paving the way. Like, and we've said it a bunch of times, they're paving the way to that Orwellian, you know, dystopian gray. Yeah, think speak bullshit. Yeah, but they're so scared that it's gonna come from the other side. Like, you're not. I don't think in a million years you're gonna get Big Brother from the right. It won't happen. Those QAnon guys and all the guys who want to be Navy SEALs mm-hmm. and walk around wearing like you know flak jackets mm-hmm. and militia people, yeah. they'll shoot it down before it happens. Yeah. But the left is definitely like they are they're the gateway. That weird like 
like far left is definitely the gateway to Big Brother. Yeah, because you have like yeah, you have on the right you have just like just denial. Yeah, and on the right you just have uh, self entitlement. Entitlement. Yeah. It, it really is like a weird kind of um, what's that Dunning Kruger syndrome on the right. You get Dunning-Kruger oh, yeah, 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 and yeah, science yeah, denial. On the right, you definitely do. Yeah, and freedoms. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me what to do. I'll burn this bitch to the fucking ground. You're yeah. going to get that on the right. And then on the left, you've got this, like, like you said, it's just like, mm-hmm. we're going to infight, and eventually everybody just has to wear, everybody just wear gray. Everybody wear gray. Everybody just, you know, pray to the mustache face. Yeah. And um, don't think anything. Yeah. Don't think, don't think anything out of the norm mm-hmm. we'll just cancel it cancel it get it out of here well that's that's i think that's one of the reasons and correct me if i'm wrong but like i think that's one of the reasons why uh uh everyone's like was so uh enamored by uh bernie sanders mm-hmm. is because uh like like uh like free education free free uh free like but then they're like okay fine oh good we don't have to pay for it now that's great you get bernie in there as fast as you can get bernie in there as quick as you can yeah like but uh well that was yang too right that was Yang too, yeah. but but Yang was like uh, um, some yes yeah, some of the stu- some of the stuff he was talking about actually made sense, but uh, um, but you he, yeah same thing he make he be he would be a good vice president a good VP yeah he be he be the, like, he be a great support guy yeah I mean like a like I said like a Yang Harris or like a Harris Yang mm-hmm. like a Bernie Bernie Harris Bernie Yang uh, like even Yang Bernie yeah. Harris Bernie <laughs> well, any they, they sound like burger combos <laughs> they sound like burger combos but the thing is they've got themselves so spun out of shape over what they think socialism is mm-hmm. i mean like i was talking to my uncle down there too and he's um like my aunt's my uh my my mom's uh sister's husband mm-hmm. close super close to this guy he's one of my one of my favorite people in the world but at the same time they have an understand they have a belief that we in canada have the like you know the what do they call them the um the death boards you know for hospitals oh yeah in our socialist yeah. system like you just go into a hospital and you just die because you know you don't get private health care so if you're if you're sick you go to these like socialist hospitals and they just choose who's going to die. I'm like, no, you no. maniac. No. It's not like that at all. And that, I'm really making it very baseline. I'm really like simplifying the way oh, you yeah. thought about it. Yeah. But really, that that's a that's a thought they have is they think that we have these weird socialist ideals up here. And it's like mm-hmm. a communist country. It's like no, we're kind of capitalist and at the same time. Like we're just like you, but we have certain systems that came into place a long time ago that work out really well. And yeah, they're born in the idea of socialism. Yeah. But we're not socialists. No, but the, the ideas came about to like uh to to like what what is the decent thing to do? Like how do exactly. we take, how do we take care of our, our people yeah. who are sick? Yeah. And so uh so those ideals came out not because of uh um they, yeah they didn't they didn't come out because uh uh you know there was a someone had to put it to a vote. They just said, you know, no. this is this is the human thing to do. So like, well not know. just that, but like it was common sense at a time when you could still steer the the battleship yeah, in the exactly, right direction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, hey, you know what makes sense? If you want to have a large, gigantic corporate entity in Canada, you got to pay into the healthcare. Mm-hmm. Cool, right? Yeah, we're doing that. Yep. It's <laughs> that's. I mean, again, super simplified, but essentially that's what it was. Now there was more battle to it. I think there's a really great uh, CBC movie about Tommy Douglas, right? That kind mm-hmm. of goes more into it. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, really, that's that's kind of what it came down to. This common sense won. Yeah. Common sense prevailed, and now we have healthcare for all. Yeah. Now, and we don't even ours. Ours is really good, and it's not even as good as the, what you get in like Europe, in the UK, and Australia. Like even yeah, theirs but is. But yeah, but we're not taxed at fifty. We're not taxed fifty percent of our. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Mm-hmm. But I mean, over there, it's like if you have medication you need, you walk up and get it. Yeah. Here we don't quite have that. Yeah, there's um uh um, I guess you're in in Europe you're kind of uh um I guess constrained in the fact of like like what you can do in life just because you're mm-hmm. uh um uh 
just because of like how much money you're gonna make and how much you're taxed and so yeah the, there is that well there is that so everyone kind of lives the same kind of like the, lives the same lifestyle right mm-hmm. so um which also freaks americans out it it, freak, it freaks republicans out it completely. freaks republicans out yeah because like in their mind that's like well that's just one step to socialism yeah like, exactly. that's that's communism yeah it's like, well it's kind of not yeah it's, it's not i'm like if you they they they, they Charlie Kirk said it best. He's like, I think he said, uh, he goes, that's not the country, I, that's not a country I want to live in, whereas mm-hmm. like, I can I can make decisions and be, and be an entrepreneur, do all this kind of stuff. Your chances of doing that are actually limited if you live in those countries, right? Mm-hmm. But Well, if you're born and raised in those countries. If you're born and raised in those countries. But if you, uh, but if you, if that's, if you live there mm-hmm. um, and you're, and you're, you're born to that system, um, yeah, then that's, that's totally fine. But uh, uh, that guy, that guy sold himself out to Trump. So uh, yeah, that guy's a, well, like he's a bitch. He's just kind of just fall in line, right? Fall Rank line. and file. But again, like I mean, the ideas that freak them out are just so ridiculous. Like the the whole thing with the masks. If you wear a mask, you're going to deplete your CO, or you're going to increase your CO two levels. Your blood toxicity. Oh, you saw goes that interview with that when he was interview with that little that young kid. No, he was, was this? The, this Charlie Kirk? Uh, no, this is a this is a, this one kid said the exact same thing you just said. He just said. Oh uh, no, but that's that's the that's the rhetoric they're spouting out. On the that, yeah, that, that's exactly what he said. He yeah. goes, he goes, if I, if I breathe this mask, I'm just gonna be in, inhaling uh, CO2, which is bad for you. And I'm like, there's CO2 in the you're breathing in CO2 uh, every day of your life. Do you know how CPR works? Yeah. It's like, do you realize how little oxygen you use, mm-hmm. dummy? It's like there's a reason you can do CPR. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's like there's a, there's something that happens in you that allows all that oxygen back. Like they don't get it, right? But they look at things like Japan or like they don't think about the idea of Japan or Asian countries where the second you get sick, you put on a mask. Mm-hmm. When you're walking down the street, a lot of people have them on because like either the air quality is bad mm-hmm. or they have a cold. They have a cold or they have the flu or something. Yeah. Though over here, it's like the second you bring up this idea like, hey, how about we do this thing? Or if you're sick, you wear a mask. Like, no way. If I'm sick, I'm sick. You wear a mask. Yeah. It's like, oh God, that's whatever. A, that's a, like, not only is that, is that a science, is that a science? It's all, it's a cultural thing. It's a cultural thing. Yeah. Like, like they just won't do it They here. won't do it. I'm like, just yeah. put on a mask. Like you can still walk around, but just put a mask on. Yeah. And if you're sick, just, uh, that means you can go, you can go in wherever you want. You can do whatever you want and just, just wear a mask. Totally fine. Yeah. And then when you get to get inside your car, you can take it off. You can take your mask off. Yeah. Yeah. That's, it's not hard, man. Yeah, it's, I, I, I kind of like we, like we can go back and forth about the, uh, the, the, like the mask thing, but mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I just, I, I, yeah, fuck, don't wear like, just don't, fine, don't wear one. Get, the, get yourself a, get sick, man. Get sick. Do whatever. Yeah, like I, I mean, I do whatever. I, I don't care anymore. Yeah. I, I'm at that point now where I've always thought like I hate wearing them, but I wear them because that's like that's the rule. Everybody's like politely in society. We're wearing masks because we're a polite society, and we mm-hmm. should we should try to do what's best for everybody else. Yeah. So you do them right. Store doesn't want me or store wants me to wear. Store wants me to wear it. I'm gonna wear it when I walk into the store. That's mm-hmm. just the way it is for me. Yeah, I don't like it. I but I do think like if you had that thing where like just wear a mask, go out, do your thing. We don't shut shit down. Everybody wear the mask, and everybody be normal. Mm-hmm. It'll work. But if you do that thing where it's like, hey, wear one, don't wear one, whatever. The problem now comes down to like illness and injury and all the other shit that happens alongside COVID. Yeah. But you would think that people would know that like, okay, look, if I get COVID and I get sick and I end up in a hospital, what about somebody falling off a ladder? Mm-hmm. What about somebody getting hit by a car? If I'm taking up an ICU bed and a ventilator or whatever is necessary, mm-hmm. the healthcare necessary to take care of me, which is preventative, like easily prevented. And then somebody else, you know walks head first into a buzzsaw, mm-hmm. whatever, at work, right? Now they need to get into the ICU, but we haven't got the beds available. We haven't got the resources available. Somebody's going to die, right? Yeah. You would think that common sense would be like, hey, best thing to do is just wear the mask and move on. If I don't like it, I don't like it. Maybe I'll write about it on my shitty blog to my 15 followers. 
Yeah. That's what I'll do. I'll bitch about it on my podcast. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what you do. But they don't do that. Like the idea of politeness is just is just dead. We should technically just have courtesy, be cool, and be polite. Yeah, that's but that's uh, that's an ideal situation. That's not that's ideal. But that's but the it'll never is, happen. The thing is too is that's that's kind of, uh, that's that's it's more. I think it's more like uh, common sense than you think. I think I th- I used to think the same thing too because you see the majority of people. Uh, Majority of people they do do it right. The but majority like, does. The majority does, but like when you see the people who don't, work, they're the ones who who are who are caught on YouTube and on Facebook. You see them coming too. See, yeah, exactly. Like, so oh, you're like, uh, you know what? Uh, um. Uh, and then you, I feel like when they're when they're walking around, I'm like, I just I don't say anything. Like I'm just like I couldn't care less. I couldn't care less. I just, I'm I'm at that point now. I'm like, you do you, just yeah. and don't tell me why you're doing you. Yeah. Don't tell me why you don't wear a mask. I don't. I couldn't give a shit why you don't wear a mask. Yeah, exactly. Like, the, the, don't pull out your phone. Don't like. No. Just do all that stuff. Like, it's uh, it's it's not even entertaining anymore. No, it's just like I'm just like ah, whatever. Just. I was in uh, in Sobeys yesterday, day before yesterday. And I see a kid walking around, and it's like it's pretty chilly, but he's wearing like a t-shirt and shorts, and he's walking around no mask, doing his thing, right? I'm like, oh, whatever. I mean, I'm getting my cereal, and I come around the corner, and I see him at the self checkout with his uh, obese, I guess, father. He's got like the 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 hat with the sunglasses on top yeah. and a short sleeve t shirt and loud. I'm like, well, this is this is cartoonish. Like you're you're like a a, a friggin' far side cartoon. Yeah. Like this is exact. This is why people make fun of you because mm-hmm. you're a cartoon character. Yeah. But you exist in the real world among the normal folk. Mm-hmm. And then you know you're just out there doing your thing, and you probably like you like to tell people why you don't wear it. Yeah. You probably like to look at people, sneer, and make a little chuckle. Like look at these ass clowns wearing their mask. Like you're gonna be the one who says it. Yeah, because I don't, I don't, just, I think they, they find that the defiance of wearing one somehow makes you brave to the disease. Well, yeah, it's their identity of being strong. Yeah, and I don't, I work tough. Yeah, so like if they say if, if they don't get sick, yeah, um, if they don't never get, they'll be like, uh, oh, it was all a hoax. I was right, and but I'm like, <laughs> it was no, luck, pal. No, I'm like, you got really lucky. Yeah, you got lucky. Yeah. It's like don't mistake your luck for skill. Yeah, exactly. We like, had a like, like I'm like I'm like thank God you didn't get sick. Like, yeah, I'm like that's fine. But it's like, great, man. But Man, just don't. You're just putting yourself in a risk that you don't. Like, it's just so you don't need to do that. Like, exactly. I, yeah, I, I I have to admit I hated wearing masks when it first when you first started. I'm like, I still do. I, I hate like, the, wearing those disposal ones. But then I was like, once I got a proper mask and, yep. it's, and it's comfortable, yeah, you're just like, oh, whatever. Just throw it on. Five minutes, you're in and out. That's the kicker, man. Yeah. That, that's the key of it. Yeah. I uh, I modified a mask that I found online mm-hmm. to hold a filter in it. Yeah. And it's like, it's pretty tight. Like it covers up and it's really nice, but it goes around my head. It's very comfortable. I don't have the shit behind the ears. Mm-hmm. And um, I enjoy wearing it because it's a 3D printed skull face and I really enjoy that mask. I like the weird ass looks I get. How, how, <laughs> often, do you have to, how often do you wash it? Uh, probably yeah, every three or four days. It's okay. neoprene, so it's really easy to wash. Okay. So I take it out, I wash it, pull the filter out, give it a scrub, mm-hmm. dries up overnight. Put it back on, hit the road. Oh, nice. Pretty yeah. easy. Yeah. It's uh, And it's got like a nice plastic front, mm-hmm. so it's not like, you know, it's not sucking in dirty air from the front all the time. I have like yeah. a big brown smoker splotch, <laughs> splotch in the front. Yeah. Could you imagine that? <laughs> Smoking. Wasn't that in a movie where somebody had like the mask and they had like the cigarette hole yeah, through the mask? Yeah, it was. It was. I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> somebody is smoking through the oh, hole in there. Oh, was it? Their surgical mask. Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like Kramer when he was... uh. When he was trying to, he was trying to get that guy to like uh, the cokehead, the cokehead, yeah. <laughs> smoking and drinking at the same yeah. time. He's like, here's, yeah. to, here's to feeling good all the time. <laughs> oh, that's a great show, man. Oh, yeah, my, man. God, fucking, those guys are never working again. Yeah, you know, you know how much they make per year off royalties of Seinfeld? Yeah, tons. It's ridiculous. It's between Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld, mm-hmm. it's like four hundred million split between the two of them. Mm-hmm. That's insane for one cycle yeah. of syndication. Yeah. 
Friends like twenty million an episode or uh, a, a cycle of syndication per character. It's twenty million dollars a year. Yeah, like why would why would you need to work again? Oh, I mean, if you think about it, like Jerry Seinfeld is on his way to becoming the first billionaire comedian. Mm-hmm. Like he's like that's in our lifetime, in his lifetime, he will be the first billionaire comedian. Yeah, the richest royalties. Yeah, because I think the richest but before him was like uh, was Bill Cosby at his peak. Yeah, at the peak level. Yeah, because they said Bill Cosby could have bought NBC. I don't doubt that yeah. for a, mm-hmm. for a second. Yeah, because like the Cosby Show was on all the time. Yeah, he on was, he every was a, channel. He was America's dad. It's America's dad. Yeah. Well, he's America's creepy dad. Yeah. Then, he's, then he was someone's daddy. <laughs> then he was multiple people's daddy. Mm. You know, they just didn't know it because he roofied him. Do you remember when we were kids and you could like pick up the uh, somebody bring like a Bill Cosby record? They'd bring it to school, and the teacher was like a Cosby or a comedy fan. And he'd play it. Oh yeah, I had I had Cosby records. Oh well, I had the Cosby I had Cosby Kids records. The, well, yeah, like yeah. The, the what's it called? The um, Fat Albert. Fat Albert. Was, all yeah. that kind of stuff. I had I had like I think I had four records of those because Fat Albert was the Buck Buck one. Yeah. that's like the big one where yeah. they play Buck Buck, and then somebody would have to put Fat Albert on their back, and it was like nobody wants to carry Fat Albert. Nobody here wants to carry Fat Albert. But no. he would talk about. I'm pretty sure it was Cosby. I I don't know if he talked about it here or somebody else talked about it, but I think that's the one they talk about, like Spanish Fly and like roofing chicks. Yeah, and I'll just do whatever you want, and then Bill Cosby did it. Yeah. Just he did it. Did he? While well, he was doing it. Yeah, he was a victim of his own, own doing. I guess. Well, it's like in Talking Funny, right? In the uh, the Louis C.K. segment of Talking Funny, when he's talking about like don't rape, <laughs> like rapist and rapey, and you're like, that's that's gross, Louis C.K. Do you yeah. see? Look back at that now, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't, have, I shouldn't have said anything about sexual assault. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I shouldn't have said anything about having my dick. Well, out. The, the, the thing is, too, is that like, like Louis, what do you do? Louis C.K. He just threw, pulled his dick out, right? He asked them if he could jerk off in front of them. Yeah, he pulled his dick out when they said yes. And then he did. Yeah, so he horrified women. He didn't like really. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> he gave them like. He, he never touched any woman. No, he. Yeah, from what I know about Louis C.K. and I, I, he didn't touch anybody. Mm-hmm. He didn't physically do anything. Um, but he was a complete dick about it. Yeah, I think at one point he because he because he thought he could just get away with everything because yeah, because at his peak he was the biggest he's the biggest comedy star he was the Huge. biggest comedy star yeah so. yeah in his in his time at mm-hmm. his peak Louis C.K. was the shit yeah. Like literally, he was he, he was like writing. He was the Robert Rodriguez of comedy. He wrote, directed, edited, yeah. shot, did everything on his show. Mm-hmm. Became like a huge star for FX, I think. Right? Yep. FX or show whatever whatever Louis FX, was on. Yeah, I think it was FX. It was massive hit. Yeah. Huge like uh, touring career. Mm-hmm. Massive, massive. Like everybody wants to be on Louis C.K.'s. Yeah, he was just he was, he was selling out like like uh, like stadiums. Like oh yeah, yeah. wrote Pootie Tang. Yeah, <laughs> he was writing on uh, Chappelle's show too, I think. Yeah, and he was also uh, he co-starred with. Uh, I remember he, I was watching an episode with uh, he was on Conan with Robert Smeagol when they first uh, uh, did the dog thing. Really? Yeah, I'll check and show it to you. The afterwards. first triumph, huh? Yeah, they were like they had some real dogs there. And they were doing triumphs voices. Well, because he I, was he a writer on uh, on Conan because he was on that a lot back in the day. I think so. he might have been. Yeah, could have been we, a writer. On to, that. Yeah, I double check it for though like Louis C.K. Dion Cole all these guys I think mm-hmm. we're all like big Dion writers Cole. Dion Cole is incredible <laughs> that guy. he's got a great new like Netflix thing on Instagram mm-hmm. where he's doing his Netflix like workouts for oh, his specials mm-hmm. like all the working out that he does he just like chopped it all together and he's got like this like really raw cut of comedy and it's it's good like it, when you watch it you kind of have to be like a, a fan of comedy I think mm-hmm. to kind of get what's going on like somebody's not a fan of comedy comedy yeah. like this is stupid He's barely getting by. Like they're all kind of half bits, mm-hmm. but he chopped together raw footage, and it's really interesting. Yeah, because when did he stop working for Conan? Dion Cole. Yeah. Oh man, probably like ten years ago. Ten years ago, right? Maybe around that. 
trying to think. When was the last time I saw him on with Conan? I know he did, he shot a remote with him one time. He was on not too long ago. Mm-hmm. He like during quarantine, mm-hmm. he did a couple couple of bits with yeah. Conan. Yeah, I can't remember when he did. I think he was. I think Conan just brought him by and he was like, said like, uh, yeah, they did a remote somewhere, but like because uh, Dion Cole always do that like like how black people see the world kind of thing, and it was always brilliant. oh yeah yeah like it was brilliant brilliant yeah. stuff. Oh, what's it called? Vasily Lomachenko lost. Yeah yeah right. That's weird. That's weird. Uh, that's wild. Khabib retired. And Khabib retired. And nobody nobody saw that coming. Well, nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. I think everybody saw the fight coming. <laughs> it was Did you what you think pretty of the dominant. What you think of the fight? I I know like Gaiji's trying to say that like <laughs> I had him on the ropes with leg kicks. I'm like, "Oh, you you had him until he decided you didn't have him." It, it went exactly how I expected. Yeah. Gaiji had it for as long as he thought he had it in his mind, but he only had it cuz Khabib was like, "I'm bored now." I mean, uh you remember, remember when uh in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, when Willow hunts down her girlfriend's killer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's yeah. like, we're done. We're done. Skin's gone. Yeah, skin's That's gone. That's Khabib. Khabib, at, one, at any point in the match, he's like, or in the fight, he's like, yep. Yeah. I think he's like, yeah, show me what you have. Let's let's see what you got. Let's stand, like, let's stand, let's throw, and then let's... Yeah. Then, then, uh, this is a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Let's see how much I can take before I decide to end it. So, yeah, yeah like, he stood with him, and uh, Gagey's face was kind of, was pretty... Not totally fucked up, but I was like... Uh, no, I mean, he didn't look but he, terrible, but he, but he was taking hits. Yeah, he took hits, and then... Uh, Which but, didn't look like much. No, like when they're being thrown, they didn't look like much. But that thing is like that's his uh, that's his style. Like you know, he'll always take damage in yeah. every one of his fights. If he's gonna th- if he's gonna stand and throw, he's you're gonna eat some for sure. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, that uh, but yeah, the Khabib just uh, um, it was beauty. Like yeah. the, the first time Jesus he tried to Christ. slip it in, and it yeah. was weird looking. Like it didn't work. You're like oh, what is he? What are yeah, you doing? I what, yeah, like who's on top? I was like, oh, like what the hell's going on here? Because they were just convoluted. Like mm-hmm. their just bodies were like inverting each other. And then he rolled in that like cute little triangle. Yeah, and it was just just squeeze, squeeze. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I think also I think uh, um, like I know he told his mom like, like I'm not gonna fight without my dad. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think. Uh, you could also he could also ask, tell himself that who else do I have to fight? Yeah, who else has he got? Like, is he, like he's not going to move up in weight. He's not going to move up in weight class. No, he, he's going to maybe do a super fight with GSP. That's all he can do. That's all he can do. Yeah. And that's essentially, I think, for those two guys, boils down to like uh, um, Mike Tyson and uh, and not, not Booker T. What's his nuts? Roy oh, Jones Jr. Right? right? Yeah. We're we're gonna go out there and have a good time probably gonna hurt each other real bad exactly like i think that's what he's looking at there it's like we're gonna have a really good time me and gsp but we're gonna try to hurt each That'd other that'd be real a bad. weird fight because i think they would both just want to like just go to the ground to see whose wrestling is better oh, man right you think so i think so yeah i think i think it becomes one of those things where both of the like gsp's a jabber mm-hmm. his jab is ridiculous oh yeah it's a it's a rapier man he mm-hmm. just like bruce lee's guys in the face yeah that crazy jab khabib can come around with his right and just smack in the mouth we've seen it over and over again yeah but um they both have great wrestling they're both crazy strong like, say what you will about GSP. Like, I know everybody kind of comes back down to whole, like, well, you know, he wasn't a wrestler. It's like, no, he's a guy who, if he decides he wants to learn how to wrestle, the Canadian Olympic team says, hey, come with us. Yeah. Because that's, like, what happened. Mm-hmm. So, like, he does that where he just learns how to do it. So, you've got two guys who are incredibly gifted, incredibly talented, incredible, like, uh, like maneuvering. They can maneuver mm-hmm. in, in positions and, like, kind of gain and lose and whatever and kind of go around. So, I think you're looking at... That's the most fun to watch. Like when they get on the ground, what's going to happen here? Yeah, exactly. The grappling game. The yeah, ground it'll, it, it'll be a, there'll be a signs to it. They'll be like, hey, who can oh, like, yeah. who can grab this guy? This guy's arm, flip him, and then. Uh, but I think uh, with um, like, like that, that would be a great match, no matter what. Yeah, the jogging would be so much fun to watch. Yeah, right? but I think um, with uh, with Khabib is that 
I was watching some uh, some training videos of his. Mm-hmm. Some guy just made a, like a like a montage of all of his training that I've never seen before. Montage, huh? Montage. Man, you really went like a full français. Yeah, and uh, uh, <laughs> I just could not believe what I was watching. It's nuts. It's like his the way he does. The, have you seen the, his rope training when he does? <laughs> the rope? That is like it's like it's nuts. What the like? I was watching. I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? You know, yeah. like when Daniel Cormier is like, that's the strongest guy I've ever wrestled with. Yeah, <laughs> this guy is he's capable of like this weird kind of like non fatigue. Tra- like the way he the way he gets ready for a fight. Yeah, his muscles aren't getting tired. No, no. And everybody else is like, I could never do that. Yeah. So you think you're going to beat him when he gets in the ring? Like, you're, you're not going to. Yeah, and it's weird. Like, like, he's, everyone knows why he says this, but, like, he always says that, uh, um, he, like, he says, he, like, he says, I respect the fighter. Mm-hmm. Like, whoever's going to fight, he goes, but it's, he goes, it's, it, he goes, I'm going to smash this guy. Like, I'm going to submit him. He's like, he knows that there's an inevitability yeah. to the fight. Yeah. He knows he's not going to lose. No. And so he's like, he's, I'm taking the fight very seriously. So, but he knows he's not going to lose. Yeah. I, I'm, uh, that's why I say, like, with Gaiji, where he's like, I had him. Like, those leg kicks really had him. I knew I hurt him. It's like, no. I mean, you hurt him because he wanted to see what was going to happen. Yeah. Like, he was probably testing his leg. Yeah. And the thing is, like... We I have, don't think you're that good. We're, we're probably never going to see what, what else Khabib has in his, uh, his, like, his arsenal, I guess. No. I think you're right, though. Like, who else has he got? Because, like, there's always going to be somebody else who's an up-and-comer mm-hmm. who's going to be, man, be nice to see Khabib fight that guy. Be nice to yeah. see GSP fight that guy. What could Anderson Silva do with this guy? But at some point, you get to the age where, like, I've proven what I need to prove. I'm done. Yeah, I'm finished. I'm, I know. I'm Actually, out. I I would still like him to fight uh, Tony Ferguson, mm. like I just not because of like uh um like the outcome or whatever, yeah. but like I I would still like to see that fight. Eh. But uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't not I, to not to not to like you know be the the counter to that uh, that that you know that wish. But I just okay. I'll say this. I I wish that fight happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it, that's what I I wish that fight had happened. Yeah, like the way it could have happened. Yeah, because I don't I don't understand. Like, because the thing is. Like Tony Ferguson was not ready for uh, he was not ready for 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 Gaethje. He was like he, mm-hmm. he he what is it? He dropped didn't he drop weight twice or like he uh, yeah he had two bad I mean it, like twice it didn't happen and both involved like bad weight cuts right yeah so, bad weight cuts and then yeah. he tried to cut weight twice and then uh yeah. um went to get, went up against Gaethje and then uh so when you're you have to like I guess you have to you have to you have to train for like a certain uh for a certain opponent right so uh so you can't just train for Khabib you have to train for Justin Gaethje so yeah. like, he went in there and uh. He, like he's a great wrestler, he can throw. He's uh, unorthodox. Like he should have done all that shit to, to Justin Gaethje. Don't stand with the guy. Don't stand with this guy. No. Clearly, he's doing something better than you. Yeah. It's not working. But um, it's a weird thing, man. Like I like having been in that position. Not obviously not at that level at all. Like I mean, when very. You, when, you, when you fought Justin Gaethje. When I fought Justin Gaethje. <laughs> uh, when he mopped up the floor with me. <laughs> It, no, but there's like, that's, that's like you're coming off your victory from me by fighting me, right? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, right. I was coming off that victory, and then Gagey just like you know wiped up the walls with my carcass. Yeah, then he gave me a hug like that. Oh, I know how it feels. <laughs> I know how it feels, man. I've been there. I uh, I totally get it now. Yeah. Um, on both sides, having been having been in a hospital bed next to me, in a hospital bed next to me, Rocky style. Yeah. It was like a fist bump, and then just like immediately unconscious. Yeah, I gotta use the bedpan now. Uh, oh, just leave it, leave it there. Don't move it. Don't put it on the floor. Don't put it on the floor. Yeah, don't on the floor, okay? I have to be able to reach it. Yeah. I can't move. <laughs> my jaw's broken still. <laughs> my jaw's broken. Feed me my pea soup, please. I ran out of, <laughs> ran out of the arena. <laughs> yeah. But um, no, man, it's one of those things where like, like there, it's a very true statement like what Mike Tyson says, right? Everybody's got a game plan to get like punched in the face. Mm-hmm. It's like you can have a plan and you might think even though the to everybody else, your plan is failing and it's not working. In your head, you're like, no, this is fine. This is good. 
Eventually, I'll get to where I got to get to. But right now, what I'm doing is good. This is working out just fine. We'll just keep doing this. Then before you realize it, you're you're in like the fourth round. You're like, I think I'm losing this very badly. Yeah. I think I'm really getting beat up. And the way is when you see that from the other side mm-hmm. and the person is just ready to go. Yeah. Um, and they're not getting tired. And they're not getting tired. How are you not tired? I'm tired. And they might be really tired, too. But they don't show it. They don't show it. You're like, yeah. I don't see what's going on. Yeah. I cornered a fight one time where, uh, just for fun, where a guy was just getting whooped, like just getting tagged from all corners because he wasn't changing up his style. And um, I was a, I was a third, like third down the line, and the corner and the corner weren't calling anything for him. Mm-hmm. They were just calling like bullshit. And I was like, fuck it. So I just got up there and yelled at him, started yelling at him, things to do. And he kind of looks over, he's like, who's yelling? He sees me, and I just start keep I just start reinforcing what I think he should be doing mm-hmm. and he changes two things he just changes the way he jabs and he changes the the way he kicked I start, I start yelling it I start clapping loud like smacking my hands together so I get his timing down and it threw off it was super rude it threw off the other fighter but he started listening to me and now I see game plans change on both sides and my guy starts winning mm-hmm. because that's all it takes sometimes it takes you you are hypnotically locked into a routine and you think it's going really well for you and you're like, okay, this is going really well. This is going really, and then you lose because you're either losing on points or you're taking a lot of damage, and um, you lose because you know you're about to get your ass knocked out. Yeah. Or you just need to be snapped out of it, and then the other person is like, I think I was in the wrong zone too, and then both guys change your game plan up. It's happening more and more now because it's a quiet arena. Yeah. In the in the UFC as well, right? But that's all it took. Is it? It just took like a, a hypnotic break, and all of a sudden it was like, oh. I'm just do everything wrong. And then he went and started doing just two things differently. Mm-hmm. A jab differently and a nice kick differently. And yeah. it changed the outcome of the fight. Yeah, I don't know. I think uh where do you see what do you think where do you see Khabib next year? <laughs> I think he retired. I kind of feel like he's one of those guys who when he says he's gonna do it, he's gonna do it. I don't think he's like, gonna no, come I, back. like yeah, he probably won't like let's say not fighting, but like mm-hmm. uh do you see him uh I don't think he's an analyst. Not an analyst, yeah, yeah. Maybe open his own gym or something. Yeah, I think he'll train with some of the other guys from like his team from uh He's got a good team. Yeah. He's got a few guys from the uh like Islam and uh, those yeah. other guys. Yeah, I think he'll probably just uh make sure that those I think he's gonna ensure that those guys uh fight hard. For sure. And they're gonna and make sure they're they dominate their weight classes. Oh yeah. I think he could be a a huge asset, like yeah. a uh, a Jackson Wink um TriStar yeah. style asset for a lot of guys. Yeah, and he's like what, thirty how old could be thirty two, thirty one? He's over thirty. I don't think he's thirty three. Yeah, like he's in that guy. Yeah, he's so really he's young. so young. Yeah. And and what do you think about the pound for pound? John Jones losing his goddamn mind. I think he should have just shut his mouth and just let let Khabib have his have his time. I think you're right. And so I think he he did say it like yeah. he this first tweet, but after that, just like you know what, just let it go, man. Like you know how petty do you have to be? Yeah, I think if I you're think he's if butthurt. You're, if you're if you're if you're, <laughs> if you're comfortable, yeah, knowing that you're the you're pound for pound, and yeah. a lot of people think you are, mm-hmm. uh, then you don't have to say it. Just say just say absolutely true. Just say Khabib, congratulations, man. Uh, 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 if you're gonna say if you're gonna say not say anything, but you have to say something, mm-hmm. just say um, yeah, uh, greatest lightweight and greatest lightweight ever. Very easily said, mm-hmm. easily like that's all. Our hands down, great, like without a doubt. I'll tell you what, man, you know, like a master doesn't tell you he's a master. No, if somebody's telling you he's a master, he's not a master. Yeah, you know what? You know, <laughs> you much how much better he would come off. If you said that, greatest lightweight in the greatest, history of yeah, the sport. Yeah, greatest lightweight ever. Yeah. Greatest lightweight ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and then it, just say that, and, and so and and, and yeah, and then say, what about the goat? And be, he'd be like, well, go go just for when I'm when you're done. Mm-hmm. And so he's done, and he's he what he's done, no one else can do. Yep, very easy to be gracious in that yeah. situation. So yeah, he's lost, he's lost two rounds, and that was 
And those were like kind of iffy. I'll tell you what, John Jones, he's never hit under a, a octagon <laughs> to exactly. get away from the guys who want to do a piss test. Exactly. I think you're on yeah. something. He went like uh, he went he, he went full ahead with everybody, and he yep. and he he's he's dominated everybody that he that he faced. Like, oh yeah, yeah, within with with clinical fashion. Absolutely. Yeah. That's that's why like when people say things like that, like the pound for pound, and they bring up John Jones and they bring up Anderson Silva, like Anderson Silva absolutely has. I think the respect of everybody. Yeah, he's never he would he would never go out there and be like you know pound for pound. Whereas Anderson Silva in that contest, like he would never do that. No, he's just you know, GSP yeah. would never do that. No, never do that. You know, but like the guy who, like I said, masters don't tell you they're masters. No, there's there's there's, there's a little bit in, there's insecurity there. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's like you know what? Uh, um, yeah, stop being a baby. Who gives a shit? Oh, make five piss tests in a row. Yeah. Yeah. I don't that? care yeah. about your picograms. Yeah. You know, y'all know you like dick pills. But here's the thing too, when they say and like, don't get pulled over for weed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Don't ram your car into a pregnant lady's car. Yeah. When they talk about um like the picograms and like what he's on, and they try to like explain all this shit away. Here's here's what I will say to you, when when it comes to all that shit, and they're like, well, it does make a difference. Like it does make a difference. Yeah. It makes a difference in your head game. It makes a difference mentally. If you think there might be slightly a bit of an edge, whatever there is to it. Yeah. I mean, if you're like, you know what, Advil gives me an edge. It's like, well, then Advil gives you an edge. Does it give you an edge on paper? Mm-hmm. Does it give you an edge against like your opponent when it like historically there's a show like when you take this stuff, it should be banned because it gives you this and it gives you that, it makes it high, it makes it low, whatever. No, but it might give you the mental edge. Yeah, that's all it takes. If you think you've got like I got like fucking six picograms, that makes me a Superman. Maybe that gives you a mental edge. Mm-hmm. You know, does Khabib ever have picograms? No, no, he just uh, he's just he's just a mauler. He's a mauler. Yeah, he's just, and the thing is like uh, he. The weird thing, about, the thing about Khabib, everyone knows about this about him, is that uh, he he tells you what he's going to do to you. Yes, he's, there's no game plan. He's like he goes, he there's no game plan that he, he that he hides. No, he Let just me tells tell you, you this game going to be like this. He goes, then I'm, this happened, then I win. Yeah, he told he told Conor, he's like, he goes, October sixth, I'm going to maul you mm-hmm. because I'm going to get in the cage, I'm going to get him tired, I'm going to I'm going to get on top of him, uh, I'm going to beat on him, I'm going to yeah. toy with him, and then he's going to tap. Literally, that's exactly what happened. That's what they do, he man. Call, he calls his fights, and then he's like, "I'm gonna toy with them. I'm gonna trash talk them." Yeah, and that's what he does. He's like, uh, "Oh, it's just I was watching I that." To ask him who his daddy. Yeah, <laughs> like, he goes, oh, let, goes. Let's talk now. Yeah, let's talk now. Yeah. You want <laughs> that was great. You want to talk? Let's talk let's now. Talk now. Let's while, talk now. While he's getting while, while he's, he's smashing him. his face. Yeah, while he's smacking on the face, he's yeah. yelling, "Let's talk now." Or, or how's, how's, how does Connor say it? I'll give him a smack. A smack. <laughs> I'll give him a smacky in the <laughs> face. A smack from me is gonna feel like a double barrel shotgun. Oh, he And then he got smacked. He got smacked. He got, yeah, he got slapped. There's another guy who just can't get his life together. I, I mean, yeah, man, like all the weird crap happening now with this lady in the bathroom, whatever the hell it was. Oh, and man, then, yeah, he's got a, that guy has to like just tone down. Yeah, that guy has to just be a family man and just tone down a little calm, bit. Calm it year. down, man. Yeah. Calm it down. Like, 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 yeah, he just released a picture uh, online right now. Oh, he's massive. He looks he looks great. Yeah, he looks incredible. Yeah. He's in he's in good shape. He's beefy. Is, I mean, who is he fighting? Uh, uh, Dustin Poirier? I think so. I, I didn't really, man, I've been kind of out of it for a little bit. I, this was the first time the the Khabib fight was the first time in the last like month or so that I've given a shit about anything. But mm-hmm. I think I think maybe he might have like Poirier fight coming up. I think yeah. they've offered it to him, or that's the fight they they want him to. Have. I don't know why I follow I, I follow MMA now so crazily now. It happens, man. Yeah. It eventually like it's there's one nothing, of those things. Yes, you know what the is? There's just nothing to do. <laughs> yeah, it could be that too, right? <laughs> there's nothing. To there's do. nothing to do, so you just start following like like all the all the UFC talk and the Bellator stuff. They're all they're all look like a lot of fun right now. I've got this um the Plex. And it's got like a live, it's got like a bunch of live TV channels. Mm-hmm. And it's got one that's like all old fights. 
And like not old, old. They're all within the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. But it's like it's got glory. It's got K1. It's got some pride stuff. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's got pride. I think it's actually only got like the kickboxing and um, and some Bellator and some old school fights on it. Yeah. But uh, it's like a feed that comes in from like an American channel. Mm-hmm. It's fun to just watch guys just smack each other in the mouth. The kickboxing has been so much fun to watch again. Yeah. I haven't watched any real kickboxing in a long time. Yeah, I'm wondering though, like, uh, like the Gracies and stuff like that. What happens if you threw like, um, like Hoist Gracie? Like he's considered one of the best, uh, one of the best uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu martial martial artists of all time, right? Yeah, yeah. What happens if you threw him in a cage with with Khabib? Oh man, I mean, there's all kinds of those. Like, are, those are hypo- those are hypocriticals. Uh, hypocriticals, like way back. In oh the no, day. Hypocr- like, those are those are like hypotheticals. Hypotheticals. Hypocriticals. Hypocriticals. Hypotheticals. Oh, God. No, nah, that's not functioning. Hey, I, I acknowledge what you said, and I, I went in with you deep, and then I was like, no, that's the wrong word. Yeah, we both, yeah, we both got fucked. Both there. did it. Yeah, but um, who knows, man? I mean, like back in the day, if you look at who Hoist Gracie fought and how the Gracies fought, like nobody had seen that kind of that kind of movement before. Like, nobody, nobody expected you to come in with a teep and then like all of a sudden go in with a guillotine mm-hmm. or like you know. They, yeah, they it changed. It changed a lot. Fool yeah. you into into rushing for a double leg, and next thing you know, you're tapping out because mm-hmm. like people just didn't know. Like wrestlers kind of did, but um, a lot of the guys that he went up against in that first one, like they they had no idea, right? Yeah, and there was there was no weight classes either, right? No, back then it wasn't. That's <laughs> when they had who's that one dude who kicked uh, uh, what's his name, the Hawaii Five O guy? Oh, uh, fuck! I, I, I saw that fight. Yeah, kicked his tooth into the front row. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was not. <laughs> There was definitely no weight class and you, there. And you could wear clothes, like you wear like a like a gi, for example, right? Like you could. Yeah, you wear shoes. You could wear a gi. You could wear a kimono. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could wear whatever you wanted to do, man. How could you? Really, yeah, just, <laughs> the one guy came. It in. It was the wild west of, of MMA. Who was who was the one boxer? He was like a well known boxer. Came in wearing one boxing glove because he was in the back. And I think I think it was one of Gracie's fights, wasn't it? Where he was, um, it's UFC one, I believe, where he had he was in the back and he saw them grappling and he's like, "This ain't gonna do." So he took one boxing glove off. So he had one glove and one bare hand. He's like, I'll just grab him and punch him. And like, oh, nothing's happening. Those are good old days. Yeah, the good old days. He's like, well, I just couldn't get angles with that glove. And then I tried boxing him and he just grabbed me and did something. I think he tapped out because Hoist Gracie had, Hoist Gracie was in his, he was in his guard. He's in Gracie's guard. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a move. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even a submission. It wasn't like anything. He just, he was in him and Gracie was going for something. He had nothing. And the guy's like, I'm out. This is this is too weird. I can't do this. Yeah, it's it's weird because um, imagine Khabib from today there. Yeah, think about that. Think about that back yeah, then. Back then, yeah, because I mean, like Khabib is like just what I what I I think what I like about him the most is that he's not uh, like he's shredded completely, but mm-hmm. his just his strength, how strong he is um, when it comes to like grappling and like how it's insane. Like it's like, like I think there was that there were interviewing some guy. He was like he said, yeah, Khabib invited me to his training camp, and. Uh, We've never like he's he said we've never fought before. We just want to like see like you know he's like just come around. We'll just we'll we'll do some training together. Yeah, yeah. And he goes and this guy's this guy was two hundred and thirty four two hundred forty pounds, and so that was like Josh Barnett or somebody could wasn't be it? yeah like, it was somebody well yeah, known yeah. So he's being and then he said yeah because I got into the ring and within ten seconds could be having me on the ground yeah I was in I was down there for ten I, I the, the match started ten seconds in he had me on the ground yeah. four minutes and fifty seconds. Uh, we were in the same position. He was on top of me. He goes, I could not believe how strong he was. It's nuts, man. Yeah. And the second round, same thing. Ten same seconds. Deal. I was down for four minutes, fifty seconds. And then Khabib's like, said to me, he goes, uh, he goes, have you never? He goes, you've never wrestled before. And <laughs> I'm he's Division like, One, motherfucker. Yeah. He's like, what? And then he's like, he goes, he goes, no. He goes, you'll, 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 you'll learn. He's like, you'll, you'll get you'll, there. You'll get there. And he and the guy's like, 
And he goes, I can't. I goes, I couldn't. I was, I was, I was overweight. I, I, I was like almost a hundred pounds heavier than he was. Yeah. But I have never wrestled someone who was that strong. Well, people have this like weird misconception that um, size equals strength. Like size and uh, and skill equal strength, mm-hmm. and it really doesn't. No, like, just, it's it's not like that. Yeah, just just like just like like. Yeah, just that, like, just hardcore, just like, made physical of iron. strength. Yeah, just oh, yeah. like when he gets a hold of you, you're just like, imagine like, like, just imagine that if like Khabib's like after you and he like and he's he's one fight away from the title and and you're that guy, like Michael Johnson, Crazy. for example, right? Like, yeah. Crazy. That was like that was scary. Like he beat the hell. Out, then Michael Johnson was trying to get up, he threw him back into the yeah. fence. Michael Johnson's face when he got ragdolled, he, the shock. It was it was absolutely yeah, hundred percent shock. Yeah, like there was nothing in his brain that told him that other people his size could be that strong. Mm-hmm. And clearly, he's used to being the stronger, like like more more um longer lasting fighter. Like he's yeah. used to being that guy. He's he's pretty great. He's yeah. pretty good at what he does. But um, when he got ragdolled. And that that mouth open, eyes wide, eyes wide, just going like, to the canvas. Like, Jesus, yeah. <laughs> what? And, and you can't give up because, like he said, uh, he goes. Khabib's like, you have to give up. Yeah, yeah. He goes, I, basically, I, I don't want to keep smashing you, but like, you have to give up because you know I deserve this. And then, what's he supposed to do? Say, I, I give up? He can't do that. No, man. So he just no. keeps like, okay, fine. So <laughs> he kept smashing. <laughs> I'll just keep going. I, I will do this until the. I mean, the best thing for you to do is either cover up. Or just like let your hands out and take the beating and hope to God the ref is like I gotta stop this. Yep. Hope to God the ref is Herb Dean, and he'll walk in and be like, No, <laughs> we need to stop this. Yeah, I remember because there was a, I can't remember who that one fight he fought this one guy who was like just way more built than him, like like same weight but like mm. way more like he this guy was like like a bodybuilder basically, right? And said so I think they were, they went face to face at the weigh-ins, and they went face to face, and then the, this guy said something to could be and could be pushed him. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Khabib, oh, no, I'm curious. Yeah, I can't remember who it was, but then uh, he's the guy that he, Khabib set the record for for most takedowns. Oh, hold he, on he, he took him down like I think like twenty something times or something like that. In the I don't think I've seen the fight, but um, and this guy was like this, this guy was ripped, and Khabib just uh, he went nuts on this guy. Just jicked, jicked up, yeah. jicked to shit, yeah. huge. Like imagine that, like you just you you, you get when you you're set, usually the biggest guy in the room. Yeah, and you set the record for getting the most. You got taken down the most. And he just decides to, uh, hey, you know what I'll do is I'm gonna I'm gonna set the record on your ass. Yeah, like he just and like he just picked him up, threw him to the ground, picked him up, threw him to the ground, like, and did never let go of him. It was crazy. Oh, was it? Well, no, it wasn't. Uh, it was Pat Healy. I don't know if you can take a picture of if you see a picture of him. He's like he's this guy who's just uh, really ripped. Oh, Gleason Tebow. Gleason Tebow's pretty jacked up. Could be that guy. Uh, Gleason Tebow. I will show you a photo of him because I can't. Uh, they don't have it on. Um, I'll know what he looks like. Yeah. And let's just take a, a looky loo over here. This is Gleason Tebow. That's the guy. Yeah, Gleason Tebow. Yeah. I didn't see that fight, but Gleason Tebow is a, he's a destroyer too. Oh yeah, Khabib just fucking Khabib like he he literally ragdolled him. Yeah. When you when you look at that and you think to yourself like Tebow had a hard time with him, and mm-hmm. he's I think he's like my height, but. Matt, like off season, he's like two hundred pounds. Mm-hmm. Just like just not off season, but off, like out out of the fight. Yeah, like not before, fighting, before yeah. training camps, not mm-hmm. fighting. He's like a two hundred pounder, like lean, oh, lean, yeah. and like pecs and shoulders and abs and just a bag of ropes. Yeah, like so. he is he is that bag of ropes guy. Mm-hmm. You just you put your hand on him, you're like, is that concrete? And then Khabib is like, no, nah, I'm, I'm just gonna ragdoll. Oh yeah, it was. And he was looking at the ref while he was getting ragdolled. He's like, he goes, are you gonna stop this? Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> the the look of just defeat. Yeah, he's like, he goes, what? What? He goes, what do you want me to do? 
Man. He's like, I can't, I can't, I can't break the hold. And so he looked at the ref. He's like, like this. He's like, what the hell you want me to do? What do we do here? And but Khabib just did not let him go. As soon as he went to look to the ref, he went flying in the air and he got smashed down to the ground. Oh, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, I actually have seen that. When he goes up and it's almost like he's gonna it's, it's like a falcon motion. arrow. <laughs> yeah, and he lands on your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, it looks like That's a falcon arrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's crazy. It is crazy, crazy. Because the last time somebody did that was um was DC. When the, that used to be on the promo, mm-hmm. whenever they showed DC fight, it was always him picking what's his name? Was it Dan Dan uh what's it called Henderson? Was it was it Hendo when he picked him up? I think it was, and, yeah. And dumped him on his head. Yeah. Where, yeah, it's just these crazy, like, feats of strength where mm-hmm. you think it's, it is one of those wild things that happens less in fighting and more in the real world, too, right? Mm-hmm. When somebody thinks that they're just like, I'm a world destroyer. And you're like, you're just some dude. You're just some guy in a bar. Yeah. Or you're just some guy yeah, in the street. I, I admit, you're big. You're a big guy, but you're just a guy. Yeah, but if you don't have the strength that you don't know how to fight. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. I had this kid one time run up and smack me right in the mouth. Like clean. And I just I stood there and let it happen because I didn't realize he's gonna do it. And he put his arms in the air like he'd won like a championship fight. Mm-hmm. He runs up, he puts his fist in his hand like he's gonna throw a baseball, and he pops me right in the lip. And uh Strangler, Luke is watching the whole thing happen. And even he's like, What are you doing? Put mm-hmm. your hands up. He's gonna punch you in the mouth. I'm like, What? And he just boop. I stood there and I like look and I grab my lip and I put my tongue to my lip. Mm-hmm. And instead of like double legging the kid, I look at Luke, I'm like, Hey, is my is my lip cut? And they're jumping him. They just jumped God. in to grab him because the kid took the second to cheer because he didn't realize that like he's not a knockout artist. Mm-hmm. In his mind, he was a knockout artist. He is the, he's the guy. Mm-hmm. He one punches dudes all the time in his own mind. But like when it came to a guy with a you know big square head like mine, mm-hmm. comes and gives me a good shot, and I just for some weird reason, man, like I just kind of zoned out and I just thought about my tooth. I'm like, is my tooth chip? And then uh, Strangler... That's the first thing I would do. I'd be like, hey, my, is there any damage to my face? Like, yeah, because yeah. like it just... There was nothing there for me I to worry about. I cared more about that than this guy. <laughs> yeah, I cared more about this and like clearly this didn't affect me. And then next thing you know, I'm just watching it happen in slow motion where uh, Strangler and uh, Off the Grid Mike just jumped him and grabbed him and cheese grated him up against the wall. Uh, and then I remember what was going on and then I jumped in and the cops showed up and they jumped in. <laughs> we all we all went to court. Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> and then we all went to court for that one. Well, about... Uh, Plowing ahead, uh, let's leave MMA behind. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, MMA is MMA. It's pretty fun. Yes, what, it is. what I had here, I had, um, oh, man. Oh, hey, so here's something that happened uh, again today. It happened, I think I talked to um, Handsome Dan about this on the podcast like a couple of years ago. He's dead to me. <laughs> Handsome Dan, you're no, dead just, to me. I just missed the guy. Yeah, man. It's, you know, there's a, there's a third chair. So whenever you want there, mm-hmm. HD, mm-hmm. Handsome Dan Barber. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's that's his handle. If anybody's wondering, handsome Dan Barber on uh, on the Instagram. Where's he working right now? Uh, I, he's doing something somewhere. He's cutting okay. hair. I know he's doing that. Okay. Uh, but I was talking to him about it, and it occurred to me that maybe okay. So last about about two years ago, two three years ago, we were over all in Thailand, Strangler's wedding, and we're sitting there doing our thing, and I was coming up with an end theme for this the podcast for like it's not like the outro song, mm-hmm. that three minute thing, and I came up with this whole thing, and I I, I wrote this little piece of music. And I realized after a little while that after I'd written the music and I played it in my head a little bit and I kind of like hummed it for Dan. He's like, yeah, it's really good. It's familiar. It was really good. I'm like, what is that? Why is it familiar? It was freaking, it was an upbeat, happier, like more like deedle, 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 deedle version of fucking the, the Third Eye Blind song about jumping on the jumper. The jumping on the window song. Oh, yeah. Oh. Step back from that ledge, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was that. I had written that, that in my head. So subconsciously, it was subconsciously, in your head, but you didn't. Uh, upbeat. Like totally different. Mm-hmm. I, I like instead of having like a like a downbeat, you know, like sad guy. Hey, mm-hmm. buddy, don't murder yourself. I was more like, hey, buddy, have fun. <laughs> that was the version I'd written in my head, 
And then uh, today, I was writing some stuff on the keyboard. Had the keyboard out. I was tickling the ivories, putting some stuff together. And I, I can't remember what it was, but it was something else, upbeat. And I'm like, I think, I think I'm ripping the song off. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why. It just kind of occurred to me that I maybe sometimes, man, these guys don't realize they're ripping off songs when they do it yeah because there's only so many like melodies you can play where it's like uh like am i actually this sounds familiar this is this is done before yeah it is because the the word because i'm not a true i'm not a musician by any means but like uh i can tell when i'm when if i'm, if I'm trying to write something or yeah. like, if i was thinking about like making a song or something like that i have to be inspired by something mm-hmm. and so i'll be like okay i'm like oh okay this sounds like uh yeah it sounds like 80s depression mode i'm like yeah if i use this the synth this way but uh um yeah, it's, it's it's very it's very hard to do. Um, Have you ever just been like scatting, <laughs> like just like in here by yourself, just be bopping? Oh yeah. Like I have a I have a habit where if I'm if I'm in a house alone and nobody else is around me, I will whistle the John Cena song at the top of my lungs really? as loud as I can. I don't know why. It's just one of those things where my you know weird part of my brain, like my Tourette's, is mm-hmm. just like whistle it as loud as you can. But then I'll be humming along and kind of like incorporating that into stuff. Oh yeah, I do. I do that. Like, and I, then yeah. next thing you know, I'm just humming another song that exists. Yeah, because for me, it's like uh, if you're if you're home alone, like uh, yeah, like we do just, dumb shit. When yeah, you're home you alone. Just, everyone does dumb shit when they're alone. Like even the shower, I I I, I hum and I sing when I'm in the shower, right? Like because yeah, I, yeah. I, sh- I should not be in there for more than how long a song like takes to finish. So well, you got to do the navy showers. Yeah, so like I, I do five minute, and so but uh, but when I'm alone, I'm like I I. Yeah, I just I put head when I'm alone. I, I always have headphones on. Yeah, you, well, you're listening to some music. I'm listening, I have to listen to something. If whether I'm cleaning or if I'm like uh, uh, cooking or something like that, you have to have music on. But that's what I'm getting at. Is like you have that much input in your head yeah. from other sources. Other sources, then yeah, then it resonates, and you're like, okay, you know, if I want to, if I want to make, if I want to like be creative and make a song, I'm like, okay, you know, where do I start? I'm like, what do I like to listen to? And then all of a sudden you'll be like, okay, I got this song. I'm like, no, that's that's. Shake the disease by Depeche Mode. Exactly. Like, yeah. Well, that was like the. Uh, remember when Michael Bolton got busted for that? Uh, um, one of what was the song he did that turned out to be like the the Temptations or uh, no Isley Brothers it was the Isley Brothers song. When this was is that? from like the the late eighties. This is late. Yeah. This was, that was a while. Early nineties. Yeah. I remember it was Entertainment Tiny or something. He was he was saying about like I just had the, like a nugget of a song in my head, and I guess that's what I wrote. I'm like, well, at first you're but it's bullshit, Michael Bolton. No, you didn't. But then you hear both songs and you think, well, they sound a lot alike, but they're not really a lot alike. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what happens, right? He's just sitting there making a song, and then who knows, maybe his producer or whoever else is in the studio with him, maybe one or two of them is like, oh, this sounds a lot like the Isaac Brothers, but whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, he doesn't say it. Next thing you know, they got a hit song in their hand, and then the, the Isley Brothers come knocking on their doors and, hey. Royalties. <laughs> royalties, motherfucker. Because I, that happened to Tom Petty with Sam Smith. Yeah. He got the rights to that's that. That's right, yeah. It happened, uh, the Hollies got it with um, Radiohead, with Creep. Creep, yeah. They're credited right. as the writers on the Creep because mm-hmm. it was the air that I breathe. And then um, and it can happen by accident, probably a lot of times, maybe it does. Mm-hmm. But then I think like sometimes you've got these homages, right? Like with um, Robin Thicke and uh Pharrell mm-hmm. they they clearly were doing an homage to Marvin Gaye mm-hmm. with what is it uh, blurred lines blurred lines yeah and then you know Marvin Gaye's family's like this is less an homage and more of like the same song same pal. song yeah because now when I hear blurred lines I immediately my, my brain starts like talking about I start singing the Marvin Gaye lyrics to it mm-hmm. so like you know I, I can't even, I hear even, I don't like that Robin that Robin Thicke version I you just, don't like it I don't like it yeah it's, it's I, not, I, I'd, I'd rather listen to Marvin Gaye yeah, I would rather. It's a better song. It's a better song. It's a much better song. And it's original. You're like, you know what? You, like, what was going through his head when he wrote it? So yeah, I mean, like, I don't want to, I don't want to hum it and get booted off of uh, of a YouTube. But when you hear the Marvin Gaye version, it's it's smoother. 
And that, like, that, ha pitch Marvin Gaye voice. Like, it's so much more fun to listen to than that, like, you know, the, the weird, when you hear the, the Pharrell woo every 10 seconds, whatever mm-hmm. it is. Like, no, that's all I hear. Yeah. All I do when I hear that song now is count to 10. Because, like, he'll woo, and then you can just count to 10, he'll woo again. He does a woo, like, every 10 seconds. Yeah. So it throws yeah, you he, follow, he follows the metronome very well when it comes to his woos. <laughs> well, the producer, <laughs> whoever whoever yeah. mixed that thing is like, oh, just cut this all this shit in there. Yeah, I know. It's I don't know. Music, the music industry right now is in such a there's there's very there's very little good new music that I listen to. If it's not Adele, I don't listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. This disturbingly like pretty accurate. Though. I know. I know. Like I, I realized that's when I realized I was getting old. I'm like I'm like I can't listen to this shit. The same. The music industry now is like. Like uh, then I have to, to take a step back and I'm like, if I like, what, 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 how did I look at music when I was in the '80s mm-hmm. and in the '90s and stuff like that, right? What what is music now? That's that's the question I keep asking myself. I haven't got the answer yet, but I'm like, what what does music what does music now? What does it mean? What does it represent? And what does it represent? So that's the that's what I'm uh, like, especially popular music, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of good music out there that's new, but like uh, um, but you're not gonna find it uh on the top like top 20 list so you know i watched um the for me personally anyway though no no i think you're right i think you're right because i don't feel it anymore like if it's not honest like biased obviously we are to muse because like muse Mm -hmm. is is great if the hip was still around obviously anything new they put out oh yeah i'm gonna be buying it because that's just the way my brain works Mm -hmm. um but like when it comes to to new music i really don't like i don't care like i said that the adele thing i just said it's a joke but there's a reality to it Mm -hmm. i think she's got a great voice oh yeah her music is incredibly well produced Mm -hmm. Uh, it's well written. It's fun to listen to uh, the the good stuff and her, you know, post breakupy kind of shit is like oh, it's a little bit of a yeah, drag. They, they, yeah, Adele's awesome. The but week, it's great. The, in the, the weekend is awesome. The weekend is really good. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah. Like I can't think of anything else I would do. And then um, I was watching the SNL. I'd never heard of her before, mm-hmm. but goddamn, she, her is incredibly well. She's talented. Yeah, and really. Like she played a guitar solo that knocked my ass off. It was, it was really good. Yeah, I think now it's like there's, uh, but that's rare. Yeah, like there's, it's very, I should say like, actually the, a lot of good music now that comes out for me anyway is just, is like where it's, there's no lyrics. So people are just, they're just making music. EDM. Yeah. You're a big EDM guy? Uh, Is that like, like the, is that electronic dance music? Yeah. Well, oh, I, I hate that shit. Not uh, just that, but I mean, but you're right. Like, uh, like ambient sounds and. Um, yeah. Like, um. Uh, like even like, like, uh, like Trent Reznor and mm-hmm. Atticus Ross. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alejandro Cortini. There's like, there's. Um, Cortini is yeah, quite, a, quite a great to Yeah, I just got into him like maybe like three years ago. Really? And uh, um, I feel like you mentioned that recently. Yeah, and I I, I, uh, I think my yeah my cousin Gertage and uh, my friend Jason they just and Paul my brother they got me into it mm-hmm. and uh, uh, they it's it's amazing just like you want to sit down and just relax and just hear like with like good sound like good, like good speakers or good headphones whatever it is yeah. but like yeah you want to like just really listen to the music it's amazing stuff yeah there, I, there's yeah. a lot of really good like um new age not new age but new orchestrated music mm-hmm. like new composers yeah that are like our version of the masters mm-hmm. that are they're out there now yeah there's uh there's there's so much and there's plus if you want to go on and even people who are just on YouTube when they just want to make their own music with synthesizers and stuff like mm-hmm. that, there's so much good music out there. Like, who's the dude who did um, the Monster soundtrack? He did, like there was that movie Monsters. Is that the one with what's her face? No, no, no. There's um, it's Scoot McNeary and his wife. He plays a reporter who's sent to Mexico to bring back the publisher's daughter. Oh, that yeah. yeah and yeah. there's the like the the quarantine zone in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Um, Craig Craig Armstrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did the soundtrack for that. And that was when I realized that, like, I'm into this now. Mm-hmm. And that, like, that you're saying when you heard Cortini, you're like, mm-hmm. this, I'm into this now. Yeah, it's, uh, um, yeah, there's, the, the thing is, too, is that you have to, like, really, 
set some time like sets set, like set some time and actually just like uh a lot like maybe like a couple of hours and just like just sit back and just listen to it because mm-hmm. it's uh um yeah music music is is healing especially now in these days like it's just you're like oh i can't nothing to do there's nothing to watch like netflix is bled out amazon prime is let is bled out just listen to music i can't watch community again <laughs> i can't yeah. go through another season of community yeah i just it's it's weird like the third the, time i've got i've got all the easter eggs now i'm done yeah i think that that's what that, that was the turning point for me where it's like i'm like i'm not gonna watch anything anymore i'm just yeah. gonna listen and read and just uh uh, I find that's gonna that's that's more healing for me. Yeah, that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. I hadn't um I hadn't sat down and plugged in like a real good uh, playlist and just put headphones on and listened to it in a long time. Mm-hmm. And like during the first chunk of quarantine, after I'd done that bleed out, mm-hmm. somebody somebody put some like I've not even been on a podcast or something where somebody mentioned like when's the last time you just put your headphones on, turn the lights off and just listen listen to some music and maybe passed out, like just fell asleep. So I did it. Listened to a bunch of old stuff that I had on a, on a playlist on my uh, on Apple. Mm-hmm. So I had my old iPod sitting next to the bed. I dug it out and I plugged it in. I listened to stuff that I used to listen to probably about ten years ago. And man, it felt so nice to just have your headphones on and almost like meditate. Yeah. And just like just listen to stuff that you wanted to listen to or that you enjoyed. A lot of like Craig Armstrong, some some older stuff, Dead Mouse, mm-hmm. just things that really made you feel good. Yeah. And then you just like, yeah, it's like kind of like a it's a healing meditative state you put yourself into. I think so. That's it's uh it's very good to like really um yeah, just you don't really need to um feel obligated to spend time with people whereas you can just like st- just spend time with yourself and just let yourself uh, uh especially like like especially these times just to like just relax oh, yeah. and just uh just heal by yourself. Just just don't care about humans. Yeah, just, uh, just relax. Yeah, some music. What's that? What's that line? Uh, I always use. There's a difference between being alone and being lonely. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a Two huge difference. Things. Yeah. Do you always use that? I always use that. Do you? Yeah. I always say, don't point out a yellow stain or a mustard stain on a yellow shirt. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. That, that is. I didn't realize how much that became my catchphrase mm-hmm. until people around me started pointing it out when things would happen. Yeah. Like never point out a mustard stain on a yellow shirt. Or what about? Uh, don't point don't point out bloody stains on red panties. That's right. Yeah. All right. Bring bring me my red shirt. Yeah. The uh, there's, there's, my... a re- there's a reason why I said that. Oh, so that's an inside joke for somebody out there who's probably cringing right now. Uh, maybe some people on the listeners will know what I'm talking about, mm. but uh, you'll you'll find out soon. I will. Oh yeah. Oh, there. I get what you mean. Uh, very nice. <laughs> It's pretty good. Uh, I was talking to a friend of mine about um, cameras and bars. I think we did this last time. Cameras and bars in 2020 compared to 2004. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, we did. God, we used to, we used to get away with murder back then. <laughs> I, I sound like a dirty old man when I laugh down like that. a flight of stairs one. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't understand a joke once uh, from Anchorman, and I uh, I launched a kid once because they were fighting upstairs. In a mm-hmm. bar we worked at. And that, that's what came up with that. And then he's like, man, like back then they didn't have cameras and bars. I'm like, both ways. You know, you wouldn't get people doing their stupid shenanigans back then. Uh-huh. Like, you know, if that fight had happened in 2020, uh, before we got there, there's probably already four angles happening. Mm-hmm. Then we would have jumped in and then the kid would have taken a swing like he did. And then he would have said his line from a movie. And then I'd, I would have I thought it was an insult. It would have gotten filmed. And I wouldn't have realized he was just like reciting a line from Anchorman. Uh-huh. The whole big deal thing. And I wouldn't have done one of these, and he probably wouldn't have tumbled. Or... I, I'm, I'm hoping that Anchorman 2 was not done by script. I don't think it was. Anchorman 2? Yeah. I Okay, here, so 
And I'll and let, let me clarify. Uh, yeah, clarify for you. Yeah. Okay, get through your thought first. Okay, because I saw the outtakes for Anchorman Two. Okay, and they are some of the funniest things I've ever seen uh, Will Ferrell do on Anchorman Two. Oh yeah, it was hilarious. Like there's really where he's uh, talking about. Um, uh, everyone knows this. I, I'm pretty sure everyone who's listening to this have heard has heard this. Is like when he's talking to the boys and he goes, uh, uh, he goes, uh, he had a, he had a wet dream too. Like uh, he had a dream about uh, um, the syrup lady. Yeah, the uh, bottle. The bottle, uh, and he's like, "Yeah, she got me there." Like the the express A train, bang, bang, boom. He's like, and then he's and they show a picture of. Then they show the scene cuts to. Then the, the camera cuts to uh, what's his face, um, uh, Paul Rudd. And he's looking at him. Like, he's like, "Yeah." He's like, "Yeah." Uh, uh, yeah. He's like, "This is the reminds me of the time when I pledged myself to Mrs. Buttersworth." Uh, she got me like the, she got me there. She got me there like the express A train, bang, bang, boom. Talk about a. River of ejaculate. <laughs> <laughs> a river of ejaculate. And Paul Rudd's laughing his ass off. And he's sitting there, uh, he goes, uh, a volume that I've never seen before. It's like, now I know what the villagers of Pompeii felt like. <laughs> oh, wow. That is expressive. Yeah. like, And then Paul Rudd's just d- dying laughing. And uh, uh, he goes, except uh, where they had like hot lava thrown upon them, I smothered those poor villagers with Frothy ejaculate. <laughs> Frothy, good lord. Steve, you can hear in the background all the guys are just, just laughing. losing their shit, right? And he's just making up on the spot. I um, I I've seen Anchorman too. Didn't think it was funny. I thought, yeah, because I thought that was funnier than than actual the actual probably movie. right. Yeah, I mean, and those are the, the outtakes. outtakes. Yeah, the outtakes are probably way better in the movie. Mm-hmm. I did not think it was that funny. No, I, the the first one is is hands down better. And I have not seen Anchorman. You haven't seen the first one? I have not seen. I have not seen Anchorman. I have not seen Old School. Um, something else out there that I keep taking shit for not having seen. Uh, Strangler. Oh, shit. I, yeah, keep on. I don't want to give you any shit then. Strangler. Uh, I still haven't seen Saving Private Ryan. You haven't seen Saving Private Ryan? I have never sat through more than three seconds of Saving Private Ryan. I haven't Are seen the movie really? at all. I haven't seen the beginning. I haven't oh, seen okay. the middle. Actually, no, you know what? I'm not saying anything because like, I haven't seen the ending. There's a, there, there's movies that I, I the, the classic movies I still haven't seen. Yeah, I I just I don't know why, man. It, and it's not like I'm avoiding it. I mm-hmm. know it's good. Yeah, it's everywhere. I think I still have his copy sitting here somewhere. Mm-hmm. I just have never sat through. I, and it's not for a lack of trying. I feel like it's one of those things where I keep telling myself like, you gotta you gotta do this, man. Like sit down and actually watch this thing like an adult properly. Give yep. it the reverence it deserves. Okay. And I just like never give it the time. Well, I think it's like there's. Um, I'll say this about Stephen Pryor Ryan. Um, the first scene is amazing. I've heard this. Like storming the beaches, that's amazing. But as the movie progresses, there's no like, um, uh, you you don't see scenes where like you're like, wow, like that's crazy, like that, mm-hmm. like that that never. Well, it's not an action movie. It's a war movie, but at the yeah. same time, there's no like, there's no real, uh, um, yeah, it, it just doesn't hold its, uh, um, like that that first scene where you're like, holy shit, I'm like, mm-hmm. it, it, like you're in the movie, you're like, holy shit, this would have felt like being there. And when the movie progresses, like it, it kind of loses that, like as the movie goes there. And like, I don't want to. That's fine. And I, I don't. I don't want to like come down on people who like are the, the, who are nuts about it. Who are nuts about it? That's totally fine. But it doesn't like, uh, like after that, you're just like, hey, here's the here's a war where they're trying to find this guy, and there's no, there's, uh, and you just lose characters left and right, mm-hmm. and which is sad. But like, I don't know. Like, you're, there's no there's no scenes where like like it, it keeps you in the movie. That that was oh, my, really that that was me anyway. Huh. Yeah, but now. No, I, I've not but, but heard I'm, anybody. But, but I'm the opposite of that of the, of the people who actually really liked it. Probably because yeah. 
I found I saw much more of those those scenes in Dunkirk. Oh, in Dunkirk, I thought you were gonna say I was a thin red line guy because that's what it feels like. Thin red line is, is an excellent. I guess you could. That's totally honest. That's yeah, a, sorry, or, that's totally true. I love thin red line. There are thin red line people. Yeah, and there are Saving Private Ryan people. Yeah, and there are people who like them both for different reasons. But thin red line people generally are not Saving Private Ryan people. Yeah, because thin red line fo- is 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 more character driven. Yes. Then Saving Private Ryan is more spectacle driven. Do you think uh, Adrian Brody is a Saving Private Ryan people? <laughs> it could be. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Adrian Brody is like, you know what? I'm a Saving Private Ryan guy. Yeah. Screw this. Yeah. 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 Look that up, you people out there. Yeah. Look, look it up, up Adrian Brody Thin Red Line, and you'll know why he's a. Yeah, because he's I, a Saving Private, Private yeah, Ryan people. Yeah, because like I think uh, the, um, the opening scene like is uh, yeah, because it goes like this, like, and then like the the rest of the movie. I found like it's a great movie. It's well, it's so well made, but like, mm-hmm. it doesn't. It for a war movie, I was like, um. If I had to watch both again, I would hands down I'd rather watch Apocalypse Now. I think, yeah. Well, that's that's a. I'd that's. rather yeah. I'd, 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 I'd rather watch. Um, yeah, yeah, you're totally right. Yeah, or I'd rather watch. Um, what's another one? Dunkirk. I'd rather watch Dunkirk. I'd rather watch. Nineteen uh, Seventeen. I haven't seen that yet, actually. Really? No, I haven't seen that. Um, I I kind of dabbled in the the game of Nineteen Seventeen. You dipped your toe into the Nineteen Seventeen. Yeah, I rented cool. it and didn't watch it. And I just kind of. Skip around. <laughs> I did the thing where you get. Was it you who were telling me that you did, that you didn't want to watch it anyway because they had that they had that continuous uh, cinematography that was going on? Yeah, in it? I'm not. A that big was fan. you, right? I mean, I I've said it. I don't know if I'm the one who said it to you, but um, I think you're the only one who, who I talked about about this about this yeah, movie. Yeah, something about that. Like that's why I kind of like I wanted to like quickly do a couple scenes and see what's going on there. Yeah. I just I don't know. Like when it came to Birdman, if oh, that was my next question. Okay, so Birdman really maybe it's the setting, right? Mm-hmm. The environment they're in, but I felt like Birdman was. Remember Mad Magazine, mm-hmm. where you would look at the cover, then you open the first page up, and right away there's just something on every single, like every page yeah. had some kind of yeah. eye candy on it. Yeah, that that makes sense. I know That's you, I, know, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, it's like everything. Yeah, like everything is is set to look for your eyes to see something new every time. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't feel like that with 1917. Yeah, I felt like we're just like it's just a technical display of what they can do. Yeah, I think there is. Uh, I think. The, uh, I think with 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 uh, Saving Private Ryan is like it told a story, mm-hmm. um, in one of the most traumatic uh events in human history, but uh, so the first scene that's a good point. The first scene sh- shocks you, mm-hmm. but the rest of the movie is like uh um, uh, like Matt Damon's character. I, I like you're going through all the stuff to save Private Ryan. Yeah, and you're just like I, I was like at, at the end of the movie I was like uh. That was a well-made movie, but I was like, I'm not, I'm never gonna watch that again. Yeah, like that pl- little douche. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like Platoon, I could watch that again. Oh, you can watch. Oh, holy shit. Yeah, because the thing is, like with Platoon, like like Dunkirk, you could watch that on a cinema- cinematic level. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, uh, every shot you see is a masterpiece. Yeah, no, Dunkirk again, again like, like but but I, I can understand why people don't is not are not big fans of the movie because there's no character development, right? Yes, which is totally fair. But uh, but you look at like Apocalypse Now. There's so many things. If as a war movie you can enjoy it, from a director standpoint you can enjoy it. There's levels to this there, shit. There's so many levels to it, and just yeah, how yeah. insane it is. Yeah, yeah. The acting is, is is incredible. And if you know anything about the source material, yeah, it's, it's it and the development of the movie, that what it went through to get to get that movie made, mm-hmm. the source material. Yeah, you're right. There's there's so many, and then if you look at uh, uh, Platoon, it's 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 a completely character driven movie. Character driven, and if you know anything about the source material, it's, in, yeah, it's like incredible. if you realize this yeah. is coming from like somebody's experiences, yeah. who's now taking those experiences, yeah. writing about them, and then directing a film 
where he's trying to find somebody who looks and feels like him yeah. to give you an idea of what he went through. Yeah. Like, it's bananas. Yeah, and th- th- I think that I get, like, kind of a, a lot of flack for, like, <laughs> not a flack, but, like, people say, like, I am I only watch, like, I enjoy older movies better. You're a snob? Well, the thing is, like, now it's, like, movies are just, they're they're more catered towards, like, what does the audience want to see? And they kind of give, they give in to, like, what the audience wants. Yeah. And good or bad. And so they say, no, we need to have more, uh, there has to be more of this in there. It has to be more of a um, representation of this community or whatever it is, right? I'm like, they, like, no one can just make a movie anymore. No. It's it, it's very rare. No, they're they're all like engineered. Or they just end up making the same movie yeah, that they to make, make money. Yeah. So like, there's no, uh, there's no, uh, you you rarely see a movie that that's made from scratch, an original idea mm-hmm. that doesn't cater to anybody, and uh, just just comes out and it stands on its own legs. Yeah. So you rarely see that. The, 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 like, on a what big is, scale, you could. I've the last. The only what's the last one the that la- you that was original enough for you? Like you thought of yourself like in, in recent memory. That you're like this is super oh, original. Actually, that the first one I can think of right now is uh, uh, is Tenet. Oh, that's a good. No, no, see, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, but that's yeah, that's a good call. I see why. Yeah, yeah, just, um, just just an original idea. Split. That's the last thing I can think of, and that's like everybody Split shits on great. M Night Shyamalan so much. That's I've, have you seen Split? Yeah, but I, I saw love, that. I, and I was it. like, God, grief, man. Yeah. Like, yeah, I get it. It's a kidnap movie, mm-hmm. but like this dude, like you just. Respect James McAvoy mm-hmm. so much more after watching that. Yeah, the guy is is uh, he's brilliant. I love that guy. He's he a, he's is a great brilliant. actor. Yeah, yeah. And it, you watch that movie, and you just want to go do a bunch of pushups. Like <laughs> look what scrawny Professor X just did. Exactly. Got jacked. Yeah. So yeah, I I think there's uh there's there's uh, room for originality. There is. Yeah, but it's it's a risk. It's a risk because you have to worry, because everyone's running about like you know what's my return on investment for this movie exactly. And so like you know there's a there's a risk versus reward system in Hollywood right now. Well, obviously, look at uh, if there wasn't, we'd have three more Hellboys from uh, Del Toro. Easily, yeah, easily. Right? Yeah. You'd, you'd have more Shyamalan movies, but I mean, you've got these these like uh, new institutions in place that are designed to keep these guys down. Really, they yeah. are. To keep creativity down, like Rotten Tomatoes. Anything creative comes out, Rotten Tomatoes like snap, thumbs down, fart sound. No. This is bullshit. I want to watch it. But um, anything a studio wants, they pump up and they bring it up. And it's like, oh, this is brilliant. Anything of any kind of inclusion, inclusion-driven studio bullshit, they thumbs up the hell out of that thing. Yeah, because the thing is like there's uh, – because it's all about uh, like you – know, it's all about studio survival. That's yep. pretty much what it is. So if you look at um, – whether if they're making a, like a tentpole movie or like – or like a, they're making a movie that they're throwing a lot of money at. They're thinking five years down the line. Yeah. So this thing, they're saying, okay, you know what? We're gonna make this movie, but can we uh, can we repeat the success of this movie? Mm-hmm. Can we make a sequel, even if it doesn't warrant a sequel? But let's see if this movie can stand on its own legs, so we can make more money out of it, yeah. right? So there's no, there's very few uh, original idea movies that uh, um, really make an impact on. Uh, on the movie going public. It's I find the, anyway. No, you're right. It's yeah. the system too, man. Like I'll tell you ex- the, the exact moment when I lost all faith in, um, in the studios, in movies and Hollywood, like big Hollywood in yeah. general was when Stallone didn't win for Creed. When he got the golden globe, mm-hmm. but instead you had that one sniffly actor that, uh, Mark, whatever is Mark Rylance win for Bridges spies and Stallone didn't win for Creed. Yeah. Because Spielberg needed an Oscar winner for the BFG. Yeah. And the BFG did nothing. nothing. It box office bomb. It was yeah. stupid. But they needed an Oscar winner on the marquee, our Academy Award winner Mark Rylance as the BFG. Exactly. Like I told you, like they're they are yeah. all they're doing is just planning ahead. That's all it was. Yeah. I mean, you know, like the system was game from the start. They came in there. They they 
uh, probably had all sorts of backdoor deals. Like, you vote for my guy, I'll vote for your guy. Because that's what it is. Like, the, oh, yeah, the Oscars sure. mean nothing. nothing. Like, they mean nothing. That's why everybody going getting up in arms about the inclusion writers being put into Oscars now. Oh, fuck. It's like, they have to have this, they gotta have this, they gotta have that. And everybody's like, well, that's gonna, it's gonna kill creativity. It's like, no. Go and make decent movies and don't give a shit about the Oscars. Yeah. Do not care mm-hmm. about the awards. Because all those awards are gamed to keep, like, Spielberg with an Oscar winner. Yeah. Or, you know, like, Stallone. You're telling me Stallone doesn't have a better or more memorable experience or uh, performance than Mark Rylance? Yeah. In Bridges, like, does, does anybody remember Bridge of Spies? Because no it wasn't one does. great. Yeah, it was terrible. Tom Hanks is okay, and the movie sucked. Yeah. And, um, like, I don't know. It's just, it's just a, a, a what's it called? It's a, a reinforcement of my... Now, my idea is that the system is broken and it's garbage and nobody needs it. Yeah. No, no. The, the um, it's You're not alone. Everyone. Yeah. yeah. So who cares? Who cares? Like, who cares about the Oscars? When's the last time anybody watched the Oscars? Yeah. No, gave yeah. a shit about them at all. Yeah. There's there's a reason why Ricky Gervais shits on it all the time. <laughs> yeah. So That's brilliant. God, Ricky Gervais. Yeah. Back to comedy. Hey, huh. we had a callback again. We're doing a lot of those these days. <laughs> uh, what else we got here? Let's see some stuff that uh, has less, uh, less, less rage. Less. Uh... Oh, yeah. I got this thing where. Like when I hear people say the word snowballed, like on American TV, yeah, not really snowballed. In my mind, they don't have snow in America. Like I don't know why. I keep thinking like there's no real, like they don't really know. Well, yeah, well, yeah. I guess it's part of the, the lexicon where it's like you, uh, you say like, oh, it just started from here. That is when it was. It snowballed downhill from here. It all snowballed downhill. In my mind, when I hear an American say certain phrases that they they rightfully should or would say, I'm like, how do you? How would you know? So when you talk about it, it was really cold this do, winter. Do you think Canada should make an effort to to, to own that phrase? Yes, I think we should. I think we should. Yeah. So that was a Snowball, weird thing eh? that happened today. Like, uh, what are what are other things that like when they say things like um, like a dog-eared uh, book page? Obviously, they have that. Mm-hmm. But when they talk about maple syrup or pancakes, in my mind, Americans don't eat pancakes. They eat flapjacks. They eat flapjacks. Well, not even <laughs> like even that, right? Like Peter Parker ate wheat cakes, mm-hmm. <laughs> but in my mind, they don't have waffles and pancakes. They don't have ham. They don't eat bacon. Like, uh, this just doesn't exist over there. I know, like, to them, they're like, yeah, those are those are things that, like, yeah, that obviously exist over there. Like a lumberjack breakfast. A lumberjack breakfast. Mm-hmm. Like, there are certain things that just don't exist, in my mind, in America. Yeah. But then again, Denny's took uh, ownership of that, basically. It really did. Yeah. Denny's took the lumberjack. Like, lumberjacks. In my mind, Paul Bunyan is Canadian, mm-hmm. and they don't have lumberjacks in America. Well, the thing is that they have such a, hist- a rich history of the Midwest. They do. Yeah. They, they really do. Yes. Like Washington, and also like Washington State and Oregon and, and, and all that, it's Canada. Like in my head, that's all Canadian. That's yeah, because they're, they're not, because you think, you know why? Because they're not influenced by the coasts. True. So they're kind of like, they're kind of landlocked. So mm. they don't, uh, they don't have the influence, unless whether, whatever they see on TV, right? But the, the lifestyle is very, uh, um, uh, it's not as, um, it doesn't explode like if you live on the West Coast or like uh, in the East Coast and that's stuff right. like that. So you, yeah, like it's it's very it's very simple in there. Well, that's like a, that's a great... why the population is very Spartan. It's like it's very like it's 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 there's teardrops over the place where people just, where live in there. They're not uh, they don't form communities that that well. No, no, they don't they don't get along well. No, we don't take kindly to strangers around here. Yeah, because like yeah, because they, they I do that voice a lot. Well, I? they have sex with yeah. each other. So. Oh, as long as you're my cousin, I'll take kindly. Are we related? <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> yeah the American version of the people who live in Kazakhstan. I uh, I was I was talking about to, I can't I can't remember who maybe maybe to you about uh, the last time I went to the states. I was in Dallas last year mm-hmm. around around this time. Yeah, 
And then, you know, when you're in Texas, I, I love Texas. It's one of my favorite places in the world. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy it out there. I got my families down there. I've got like some extended family down there. So I get to like see a lot of the country out there. I, yeah. re- I really like quite a, quite a bit. But it's a very rare when you're out there to really see like a down home Texan with a cowboy hats and the QQ. Like you don't really see that too much. Yeah, you have to go like outside of the suburban areas. You kind of do, right? But then like the second you're in Calgary, it's all cowboy hats and yeehaw. Like the second you land, it's just a bunch of people wearing cowboy hats. I'm like, yeah. you people are the cartoon version of what you think Texas is. Well, do you think it's more like that happens during Stampede? No, this or wasn't Stampede. This was October. It was I came back in this November. Okay, because I I didn't well I didn't see it in Calgary, but I was I was mountain biking to the whole place. Yeah, I, didn't, yeah. I didn't really. see You it. get in the airport, and to them, it's just like cowboy boots and hats. We got ropes and steers and all that stuff. Holy crap! Like, I've, I've never actually been to the Calgary airport. Really? Because I always it's drive a cartoon. There. I was I was just drive there and I drive back. So you heard you heard it here first, Calgary. You're a cartoon to me. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't want to despise Calgary. Calgary. I do I, I do love Calgary as a city though. It's a great it's a it's such a nice city. Yeah, you know if you're into Calgary. <laughs> But they don't. They don't have a the River Valley that we do. No, eight times bigger than Central Park. Yeah, Edmonton's River Valley is the largest in in inner city parkland in North America. I think the world. Yeah, the biggest. It's the biggest. It's gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. it's. And um, you don't think it's pretty? It's probably because you're from Calgary. Yeah, and if you live in Edmonton, go in the River Valley. Oh, go for a run. Go for a bike ride. Whatever it is, you don't have to tell fly your drones. Whatever it is, we all we all. Hey, speaking of drone, before I shit on you know Calgary more. Uh, the Mavic Mini 2, you see how some dude walking to Best Buy is on his place, so he bought it? Yep. Uh, 4K, and mm-hmm. he uses OcuSync. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty glad I didn't shell out the big bucks on the uh, the Mini 1. Because mm-hmm. OcuSync is where it's at. Yeah. I think, so, yeah, I think mine has it, right? Yep. Yeah, it has it. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure everything but the Mini had it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Spark might have not had it, but mm-hmm. maybe it did, because I think it did have like a longer range. So the OcuSync is essentially like it's a it's a tr- like a tri-band Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. So it uses Wi-Fi and radio signals. Of course, yeah. What are we talking about? Of course, mine has it. Yeah, because you can yeah. do the 10K. Yeah. So you have like the 10-hour uh, distance. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure the only one that didn't have it was the Mini. Mm-hmm. And um, now it does, which is just game-changer type material right is there. It, did they change... How much is it weigh? Is it still 249? It's all the same. The only thing that it changed is the 4K in the camera. Mm-hmm. So I believe, if I'm not mistaken, I think some people had learned how to unlock the 4K in the current Mini's camera. But it wouldn't have mattered because it didn't have OcuSync. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, well, it, it matters clearly because you get 4K images. But um, the OcuSync really is a game changer. When it does comes it, to does it have the same sensor that the, uh, the, the Mavic Air 2 has? No. It's almost identical to the Mini 1. Oh, okay. Except yeah. now it's got OcuSync oh, okay, cool. and 4K. That's awesome. Which is huge. What is that coming out? I believe it's soon because this dude walked into a Best Buy yesterday and picked it up. So it'll be up. available for Christmas then? I think so. Okay, I think cool. it's going to be uh, available. And he had the box that had the, the big pack. It's mm-hmm. got like the the guards on it and the three batteries. Mm-hmm. I, I believe the price is going to be the same too because they dropped the price on the Mini 1, right? So Yeah, the um, I think I think I might take mine out tomorrow. It's supposed to be really warm. I believe this week is looking good. Yeah, so I think I might, after I work out tomorrow, I think I might just go out to... Uh, Shoot around after you hit the gym and get those reps. Get the reps, in clang there. and bang. Yeah, how's the workout going? Good. I'm gonna. I have. Um, I'm switching it up. I have two different workouts. Uh, so I just uh, just um, one day do this, one day do that one. So one of it's it's good. Yeah. So one of it is a um, I do uh, like push ups, sit ups, planks, um, and then I do the then I hit the bag, and then I do and after that then I just do the I do twenty minutes on the. Um, uh, why is my brain not working? Uh, this is this is for anybody t- who's not watching this on YouTube. What is it? It's called, <laughs> don't, don't tell me. Don't tell that me. That was brilliant. Yeah, it's uh, on the uh, what's that thing called? Why the, is it? 
The circle jerker? I don't know. Like you did no, two the, things. That, the one you're, the rowing machine. The rowing machine. Yes. Okay. All right. My rower. Yeah. On your rower. You yeah. know why you couldn't remember it? Because you're it's the the R's two R's together. Yeah, I did the rowing machine. Yeah. So then, I, but I'm trying I, to say rural road. Yeah. So, so I so I, <laughs> and then I finished off with the rower. That's my uh, then um so that that's one then, and then after that uh, the next day will be same thing push ups uh it'll be push ups um. Uh, uh, planks, planks, sank, uh, planks, and then uh, after that, then I hit the um, uh, I do bench, arm curls, uh, with my curling bar, and then I do the I have a lat, I have a lat pull down thing, so then nice. I, I use that, and then those are my two those are my two workouts, and That's then pretty good. yeah, and then uh, at least fit fit in uh, like if not uh, if not a run, then at least like a two mile walk, like uh, right after I eat, so I get, it's a warm up. So that's pretty good. That's not too bad. Yeah, right? so that'll, that'll digest all that food. That yeah, that'll. I just have something like a, like maybe like a small small bowl of oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Wait twenty minutes and then I let it digest. Go for go for my run or go for my walk. Come back and then start hitting it. That's pretty good. Yeah, and then afterwards, uh, just eat proper protein shakes. And then I have that melatonin uh, Vega drink. Melatonin Vega drink. Yeah, it's like a sports nutri- It's like a it's a post workout drink, but you can take it at night. And after you when you take it, it has just mellows you out pretty good, huh? Well, actually, it has non addictive uh, melatonin in it. So what you can do, uh. you just take a drink. You take and it's like I think it's nineteen grams of protein, and then you just take that, <clears> and then you just uh, and then after that, you're you're out. Like you're out. I took it and I was out. I'd imagine, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, nineteen. How many? How many? How much is the pellet? What's the melatonin? Quantity in that thing? Three grams. Three grams. Yeah. So this is we're not talking. Peak I believe it's here. three grams. Yeah. We're not talking no uh, no John Jones picogram bullshit over here. This is no. like the good stuff. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's um uh, and I say yeah, I, I I'm on Canadian protein right now. Yeah, you've been in that brand for a it's bit. Pretty, right? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, you were uh, a big believer in those guys like pretty got, early on. I've got to finish it off. Um, mm-hmm. so it's good so far. I like it. And then yep. after that, I have to finish off my Vega tub, and then uh, not too bad. I'll be out. And then- I've uh, I'm still still doing the Vega in the morning. And just like a bunch of oatmeal mixed right into it. I, re- I really liked it quite a bit. I like it a lot. I switched to or- um, Orgain. Orgain? Yeah. But right. it's, it's the same like thing. Vega Organic or Orgain as it's a brand? Called, or, or, <laughs> I thought you were just being clever. Or it's, it's, it's called Orgain. As Orgain. In, or as in, it's, it's, O-R-G-A-I-N. Yeah. So basically it's uh, it's certified organic. Yeah. And um, But with, with Vega, it's like uh, like Vega's already so clean. Yeah. It's, like it's how much really more, clean. How much more clean do you want it? No. I like this one because it, it is cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Uh, um, and you get two kilograms of it, but uh, you can find it in superstore as well. But uh, I have sadly I have to get it from Amazon, which I hate because I, I, right. I do not like Amazon. So ah, I mean, it, here. it is a, it is a, the devil you know. But I have been using Kaizen for like the last year or so, and I Kaizen, just, Kaizen is a staple. It's a staple, man. I've yeah. always I've always I always used to like it before. Mm-hmm. I came back and now it's got stevia and it's um I use the pea protein and the uh, the whey. Do you find the stevia is enough? Yeah, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't really care too much for like a super sweet shake anyway. Yeah. And then with that, sometimes like every now and then I'll throw a bunch of mangoes and some honey mm-hmm. and uh, like a little bit of yogurt in there and make like a real nice like like shake shake just for fun. What yogurt do you, you use? We make our own yogurt. Yo- okay. Yeah, we make our yogurt. Oh, yeah, we, uh, we make our yogurt around these parts. <laughs> around these oh, parts. Around these parts. We. I guess I should, yeah. I'd buy it. I, I use I use. Well, skier. you used to make your own skier, right? Yeah, I use skier, yeah. Yeah. That's why, because it, that stuff is, it's it's so protein-packed. It's it's like, it's sickening. Yeah, no, that, that's some heavy, heavy stuff. Yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like 20, almost almost 20 grams of protein per, uh, per, per serving. serving. Yeah. yeah it's, it's crazy. It's intense. It yeah. is the protein that you're, it's your weight protein. Yeah. And it's so, I just like the consistency of it. It's very creamy and stuff like that. If you just want to take like, if you like, we need a quick protein shot, just yeah. take, a, take a, take two bites of it. Just well, it's the kind of thing like when you put your spoon in it, the indentation of your spoon 
is still it's, in the cup. It's still in the cup, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I love that pro. When, I always when, do it today, it yeah. It makes a sound and you pull it out. Yeah. That... <laughs> yeah, you take, a doll, you take one dollop out and it's like, uh, yeah. it's. Uh... I love that. I've, I've only had it a few times. Like I bought the, the stuff from the store. Mm-hmm. I haven't made my own skier yet. Like you make your own skier. Yeah, you can make it. It's yeah. easy, it's very easy to make. Um, but uh, especially if you have a if you have the the Instapot that we that you have. Yeah, I yeah. Have. But like, yeah, it's it's very easy to make. Um, but sometimes like, uh, yeah, like my I have like, we have two fridges. Oh yeah. It's a, and uh, so I'm like, where, like where the hell? Am I? Like one is mine. And so I'm like, uh, where where the hell am I gonna? Uh, we're gonna pack this stuff. I'm, we're gonna pack this stuff because I I just keep it. Uh, uh, yeah, I keep my fridge packed with like everything I need. I find, um, like, we've got the new freezer downstairs now, and I've got the freezer upstairs, obviously, mm-hmm. fridge freezer. Yeah. But, um, like, I thought getting a new freezer would take the load off the old freezer, mm-hmm. and now I just have more stuff in both freezers. Yeah. And they're just, like, loaded now. Yeah. And, how? And, how? And the thing is, like, you, you, when I, 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 one time I actually, I really said, like, you know, I'm going to stack with everything I need. Yeah. But then when, like, when you start working out, you feel like, okay, I have to keep feeding myself, keep feeding myself, right? But then you realize, like, how much do I actually really need to eat? Yeah, I mean, yeah, here's the thing, man. Yeah. Like, I know guys who work out and they do, like, the the full dozen eggs after, like, a day kind of a thing and, Mm -hmm. like, the the full chicken and all that kind of crap. And I think, look, man, I've always been a snake diet guy. I have one big protein meal at night. I have a a mixed bag of nuts and vegetables all day. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of like not a lot of protein all day at all, mm-hmm. and then at night I have my one gigantic meal. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't feel low on energy. I think I I feel fine. I work out hard. I I don't. I'm not skinny. I'm a little tiny guy. So yeah. uh, do I really need to have a dozen eggs? I'm in my 40s. I'm doing pretty good. I think. Yeah, I found I found that if I if I don't have a really healthy meal mm-hmm. in the morning, uh, like if I have like maybe like a really like. Um, like a half-assed, like a, like a, like a, like like kind of like a like like I'll give you an example. Like on Friday, like on like Saturday morning, I had a uh, um, uh, I started from my cousin's house. We had he made he made quiche fresh, mm-hmm. and then we had uh, pancakes. Yeah, quiche on Friday. Yeah, we had quiche on Friday. Yeah, and uh, yeah, How so weird is that? Yeah, so we had we had quiche with um uh with pancakes, mm-hmm. and so yeah, it's it's delicious. Yep. Um, don't get me wrong, like, and it was it was awesome. But I found that as soon as I went home, I, d- I didn't uh, eat that much. Yeah. And I had like a, I had like tons of quiche. And I had like, I had like maybe like five pancakes. But like uh, when I got home, I was like, uh, I felt weak. I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, I gotta put, I gotta put something in my, in my system. Yeah. I'm like, I feel so, like I feel like I'm gonna faint. You didn't have enough. I didn't have enough, and I was like, uh, but I couldn't eat any more of that food. Yeah. I was, I was stuffed. But then when I got home, I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, uh, uh, around five o'clock, I was like. I need to put something in my system. So like uh, I made myself like some like like just some quick like quick omelet and a piece of toast. And I was like then I was like, okay, but maybe I like have I trained my body that it needs protein first thing in the morning? Mm-hmm. Uh, so or it needs something like I need oats in the morning or I need like a like Could a be. protein shake. But like yeah. yeah, I need something in the morning. So like yeah, when I when that happened, I was like, Holy crap, I'm like, what have I trained my body to like feed off of? Yeah. So yeah. Well, I mean, very likely it's one of those I, I think like everybody's different, obviously. Like, I mean, I don't have the um I've, I could be the one, of the one of those things where now I've trained myself to where I don't have like big spikes and dips in my insulin. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty stable. Yeah. So maybe, and then there are people out there who need to have a lot more. Maybe there are people out there whose metabolism is a lot faster than mine too. Oh yeah. Like, so I, I, that's I, why they're eating that. Yeah. Cause I have dozen eggs. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I'll get up in the morning. I don't have to eat anything until like one. Maybe they're just a baby. I don't know. Maybe you gotta just uh, get a look at your diet and eat. 
five times a day because you're a big baby. I don't freaking. That's a that's a personal problem with a friend of mine. So that's, uh, that's not that's okay. not a you issue. All that's here's fine. a here's a question. Now, in your this is this is off topic. Oh hey, but let's stay on topic for one second. So okay. uh, my mom, I've got like we work. I work out. I have my my whole thing where it's like. Uh, weight weight training, resistance training one day, and then cardio the next day. Mm-hmm. My cardio is generally a high intensity program. Mm-hmm. So little by little, my mom was more and more interested in getting into like some real hard cardio workout. She's always been somebody who trains. She trains quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Seventy one years old. She's like pretty intense for her age group. She's right? in great shape. Yeah, in great shape for her age. But she wanted to do more high intensity stuff. So I got her onto a modified version of my high intensity program. So I will do about forty minutes. It ends up being uh, t- eight to ten rounds. Of push-ups, uh, planks for a minute between like you know between sets of push-ups, lunges, squats, uh, dumbbell lifts, kettlebell throws, a couple get-ups, just like a whole thing, for over about forty minutes. It, it's a good burn, and then she'll do that, and I'll go do the rest of my stuff, and it's one of those deals. But she's getting bored. She's getting not bored, but like it was the same same like like we have I'd say four different sets, mm-hmm. and they all modify, but generally it all does the same deal. So now on the opposite days, I picked because I got the switch. So I picked her up that Ring Fit Adventure, the Ring Adventure thing with that. That's that's why I had it sitting over there. It's got like the uh, the band that you have to press, like it's a circle. Yeah. It's like a tension circle. Like, I think my dad has, my dad has something like that. Yeah, it's basically like a plyometric exercise. Yeah. So I was uh, talking a lot of shit about the old Ring Fit Adventure, saying this will be good for you, ma. You know, mm-hmm. You're seventy years old. Just give it a try. See how this goes. Mm-hmm. So I thought, well, when nobody's watching, I'll turn it on and. I'll do the ring fit adventure and that ring fit adventure whoop my ass. It's uh, it's actually pretty intensive. Like it didn't whoop my ass, but it will really, if you're somebody who does not work out mm-hmm. and you're trying to get into something fun to do, highly recommend that. Okay. It is really something you do a jogging routine. You do, it's got a full set, like a full suite of workouts catered towards people who, have moderate to no or zero to moderate uh, experience working out, mm-hmm. and then from moderate to hardcore, mm-hmm. and it will run you through it. Oh, cool! It'll it'll do like from squats to it's got like a whole plyometric chest exercise. The only thing it doesn't really do is uh, there's no resistance for back or like tries. Okay, so you do those have are, to add. But those things. are so, so specific. Anyway. They're pretty specific, so you yeah. have to add those things in yourself. Like yeah. you have to do something to, to bring those in. I'll just but uh, you'll be able to buy the couch to do some. Yeah, you can do dips. You can yeah, easily do dips. Do dips. Yeah. You can um, you can bring things into the routine mm-hmm. to pause the the workout it'll put you on, mm-hmm. and at the same time put that aside and start doing some stuff for your tries. Yeah, so get yourself into like, like you know uh, a, a wide range of workouts. So mm-hmm. not really a lot of resistance for your back. Some stuff it does, not the best, but better than nothing. Yeah. So if you're somebody who doesn't work out at all, it will snap you into a mindset to work out. You can set alarms. This is not an ad for this at all, but I'm just saying like it is more. It was more surprising than I expected it to be. Cool. I expected to be like slightly surprised by it. But I was, uh, good old Nintendo. Good old Nintendo, man. Like they legitimately put together a system mm-hmm. that will make you work out and get a sweat. Cool. It's uh, you should you should probably if you're if you're thinking about it. Anybody who is thinking about working out, YouTube that and take a look. The cool, ring. Yeah, I'll check that out. Yeah, yeah I, was, I was really impressed by it. So, question. Question, uh, to end off on. Okay. I guess. Did you grow up in a house that was funny? Like, did you did you guys have a hard emphasis on like comedy and laughter, and telling jokes, telling stories, or was it like just incidental things that happened that were like funny? Like when things happen around your house, 
Was it more like, oh, it was funny? Or was there like a, a real attempt at like telling fun stories and jokes and like yeah. real comedy? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. And I th- the reason being is that I think it started with, uh, uh, maybe this is where I get it from, uh, but uh, it's, it was my dad. Yeah. Because my dad is like, he's a great storyteller. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like he's, and he'll tell you stories. Like, I'm not sure like it's the way he tells them, but uh, you will laugh. Like, just because either the, the his, uh, uh, the way he sets it up or the way he finishes it off, you're just like, okay, I didn't see that coming. Yeah. And, um, he's got an ability to like deliver, like craft a story. Yeah. Like, like, it, like and drop a punch Yeah. Line. Back in the day, my dad was like, so like he would, uh, he, he would definitely, uh, make us laugh. And then, um, and comedy was a, like watching comedy shows was a big thing in our house. Mm-hmm. So like we always used to like gather around, we'd watch like, you know, TGIF and, uh, um, all those things. So, like the so comedy was like a, like it was, it was good thing that brought us to all, all together. I would yeah. say. I would say that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, see, did I, you? Well, yeah, no, uh, we did. Mm-hmm. Like very similar. Like my grandmother was a storyteller. Uh, she could like put together a punchline. Yeah, and like, um, oh, like say, I'm sorry to add to that is that uh, my grandfather always kept it loose too when he was around. Yeah. So it was. It wasn't like it was from the top down. Yeah. Exactly. It wasn't just like your dad was funny and told jokes. Like it was from like it was uh, crafted from like grandparent level into your parents level now into you. Yeah. And like obviously because you enjoy stand up. Yeah, and you've mentioned like your dad has been watching oh, yeah. Bill Burr, and now he's getting he's he enjoys that as well. Yeah, right? one thing we would all watch together was uh, Evening at the Improv. Yeah, because that we could get cable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were comedy now people. Well, we were comedy on on CTV. People. CTV, yeah, exactly. Oh, you watched that too. Yeah, yeah, and Super mm-hmm. Dave, and Super Dave. Obviously, yeah, Super yeah. Dave was we watched that too. Oh, everybody watched Super Dave. Mm-hmm. For us, that was Perfect one of those Strangers. Things. Perfect Strangers. Yeah, but more like more the crafting of like comedy. So I was try- trying to think more about because like. I've I've got this idea of the whole birds of a feather thing, right? Like mm-hmm. if we, you if your personality wasn't like that, would we get along as friends the same way? Like would would there have been a click? Because this clicked pretty fast. Mm-hmm. You being on the podcast is a real like right in there, right? Mm-hmm. And some people have been in and out and just not quite the same. Like they just they don't get into it. Yeah. Whereas like that's what I think. Like how many people do I know who are really into that? Like crafting a joke and telling a joke and just that, like being very jovial or like you know maybe working on a bit about something. Well, people sneaking well, in bits in the conversation. Well, some people are afraid to like uh, uh, come out and say like on in public. I guess it's, like if you want to call this in public. On a, yeah. Uh, whereas like they would be afraid to like say something mm-hmm. and like uh, to craft a joke. How's, how's that going to come off? Is like are yeah. they going to laugh at this? Yeah. And, but you have to try. But you have to try. Like I've never. Uh, um, I think maybe to a fault I do this is that um, I kind of laugh. At, I, I kind of laugh like. At things when it, it's like I just I just laugh. I'm just like, oh, I, I found I found that situation funny. You are a chuckler. Yeah, so I think I I, I think I do that. I'm, okay, I'll say this. I'm guilty of that. You're you're guilty of finding the comedy in situations, which is nothing to be like guilty of. Yeah, I just laugh, and I'm like, uh, I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a uh, maybe it's a twitch I have. <laughs> I don't know what it no, is. I don't know. I mean, um, I, I don't think so. I think it's one of those things where some people can like find, and I don't mean like you'll laugh or you'll cry. Like I don't mean that by any means. Where it's like you gotta find the comedy in something, otherwise you're gonna be depressed. I don't mean that, but also I think that, but also I think that there's a, there's also a sense where like I watch so much stand up comedy that mm-hmm. I try to when I'm telling a joke to someone, I yeah. tell like I'm telling it to an audience. Yeah, there's that, yeah. but I think like because I do this, if something's absurd, I'll see the absurdity in it. Okay, I chuckle. Like, oh like, yeah, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, that was messed up. Yeah, that was messed up. It's like I'm not gonna laugh at somebody getting mauled by a bear and be like, you gotta shake your head like she brought it into her yard. It was hilarious. No, that's not funny. That's just like a bad thing that happened. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, if somebody's feeding a bear and you're like, this is going to turn out really badly. Yeah. Like, this is, we can all see the setup 
and the punchline. Mm-hmm. This lady's feeding a bear in her backyard. Yeah. This is going to be fucked up. Like, there's a, there's a comedy to that that is, like, dark and That is funny. dark, yeah. You know, but you can still see the comedy in the situation. Yeah, because you see... That's the, what I mean by, yeah, like, you, you find you, the Yeah, you see the... Uh, the um, the borderline absurdness of it, because like, mm. you'd be like, "Holy shit! I can't believe uh, a fucking bear ate a lady!" Like, yeah. like you know, if, even if I say it like that, it just elicited a response, right? Exactly. So, um, my whole my whole biggest thing is that um, I think, uh, um, and I've I've corrected this is that when I when I'm out, with corrected people, this in your own behavior, in my own behavior, yeah. Like when I would be, I, I'd be out, I would say something, um. Like if I see someone wearing something I didn't, I thought was hilarious or didn't like, yeah. or I saw someone acting in a certain way that I didn't, uh, I didn't uh, approve of, mm-hmm. uh, I would say something with them with someone, right? I'd say it loud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and uh, there'd be points where people would say, um, like, "Dick like, move, Shh, man!" Like Shh, keep it down, right? Or yeah, like it goes, "Oh man, like like you're a not like you're a hater, but I can't believe you just said that or whatever, yeah. right?" And so I'd be like, um, "I'm like, so, I'm like, I, I'm like, that's just an initial reaction." I'm like, because I just I just like to make, I'm like. So did you see the the comedy in that? Yeah. And Were so, you watching a lot of Kirby enthusiasm at this point? I think it's more stand up than anything. <laughs> Cuz I will I will say this about myself. I think, when you say you corrected it. Oh, yeah, go ahead. What's that? I was going to say like it, I think it just comes out of like how much I love stand up. Could be. And so I mean, I, yeah, so I just I just maybe like say like I just like to make people laugh. But then but then I'm like, "Okay, who am I to say anything?" Mm-hmm. And so I'll be like, I just now I, I don't do it anymore. And so that's fine. Yeah, I, I just don't. I mean, uh, that's nice that you're you're seeing how that might make somebody feel. Exactly. So I'm like, like, who am I to say anything? I'm like, exactly. So like, 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 like I just learned how to take myself out of the equation. Like, get over yourself. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. So whereas, like, for what I notice is, like, I've mentioned it here a few times that about maybe eight, nine years ago, seven, eight years ago, I was doing a little bit of writing for some people, mm-hmm. and I was getting, and this comes back to something I mentioned last time too, where like you have to, you have to watch things you hate mm-hmm. to like keep yourself sharp. Yeah. Because then you appreciate things that are good even more. Mm-hmm. So I noticed that when I was writing for people who, comedy for people who were, like I was adding to bits, that were really cynical or sarcastic or like more aggressive, that would make me more aggressive because I was in that headspace a lot. Yeah. That's why I said, were you watching Curb? Because mm-hmm. like I know that's a big thing, like you enjoy watching that show. And Larry mm-hmm. David is very, he's very like acerbic. Yeah, like he, he can see something like that's a stupid shirt, and you should be ashamed for wearing that shirt. Yeah, like I like I would never, I I would never go that far. Yeah, um, but uh, I would just be like, yeah, but I, but he goes he does it straight to their face, where I'd be where I would say it loud. Yeah. near them, <laughs> and hope they heard it. Yeah, I'd be like, what the fuck is like, what the fuck is that? Like like and so or whatever it is. But right? there's and, some people who have it coming too. Yeah, like the, like there are definitely people who have. It but coming. in my mind, I'd be like, in my mind, I'd be like, they deserve it. They. Well, and even, even if they didn't, yeah, even if they didn't, yeah, 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 yeah. which is not entirely nice. <laughs> it's not a kind thing. Absolutely, to do, right? and that's that's when I took like yeah. I, I did kind of an audit, and I was, yeah, yeah, I'd yeah. be like, I was like, you know, like, like, why do I do that? Why do I do that? I'm like, like it does. You don't come off very well, and so like, uh, um, even though people were la- would be laughing, they'll be like, oh, yeah, that was hilarious. I'm like, no, I'm like that was. I, I look, I look back now, and I'll be like, man, you know what? No more. I can't do that anymore. That's that's the end of that. That's the end of that, man. I, yeah, that was. I guess if you want to call it the Larry David thing. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, it's, it is hard because like it is one of those things where you find yourself maybe maybe like just being a little bit too 
acerbic. Like being, just being a little bit too hard on people I'm just, just for the sake of a laugh. But I'll say this, though. That's on people I don't know. That That's just me in public, like, doing whatever, right? Like, <laughs> I think maybe that's worse. <laughs> I think it's – like, if I – look, we jab back and forth every now and then for the sake of a laugh. I know but, me but, and Doug do it a lot. Yeah, but I, but I, but I won't – I will never say, like, what kind of fucking shirt are you wearing? Like, why, exactly. do you wear the, why do you wear that Atari shirt all the time? Whatever it is. Like, I love my Atari yeah, shirt. Yeah, exactly. I wear but, it a lot. But then you can go, like, why do you wear this gray hoodie all the time, right? Every episode. Yeah. So, like um, – <laughs> It's your style, but there is like a there's a jokey way to do it. Yeah, that is more like gray again, huh? Yeah, like exactly. It, it, there's a way to do it with your friends. Exactly. Like, I mean, maybe not to. But for co- like coworkers, yeah. But like, but for people who I don't really care about, mm-hmm. um, I could, I, I I still kind of do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're like like uh like coworkers and stuff like that, yeah, I, I drop the ball on them. Like I'd be like, yeah, because like. Um, I'm, I have to spend time with you that I don't want to. That I don't want to. So, like, you know what? Uh, you have to. We have to like come to consensus here. Like, you know, of, uh, who's gonna like? You're gonna eat the shit because I'm yeah. stuck in a room with you. Yeah, I, I gotta feed somebody some yeah. shit. But but also it goes. It has to go both ways. I'm like, you know what? If I'm totally. Doing, if I'm doing something that's out of line, then like you, you have to be. I have to be corrected. So. Um, I, I, there is like a, a Seinfeldian way about it, right? There, there's a way to kind of yeah, kind of yeah, jab at say. your buddies, yeah, and they jab back at you. That is completely mutual and understood. Yeah, there are lines that you don't cross, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I'm talking about having sex with somebody's mother, but at the same time, you're gonna make jokes. Like you can make mama jokes. You can you can have like a certain type. Yeah, of there, back there has and to be a, there has to be a little bit of ball busting. Has to be. Um, there it, has to be. There has to be, yeah. Because that's just like how people interact. Like that's, that's just that's how friends interact with each other. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, because like you should be able to tell your friend, talk to your friends like that without. Exactly. Not not in the sense of like, uh, um, it's personal. Mm-hmm. No, it's never personal. It, it, it can't be personal, but like you have to be able to, uh, um, like like correct people. Mm-hmm. And so I guess the mo- I guess the closer you are to people, um, the, the I guess you can only really lay into people if you're really close with them. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, uh, well, I mean, because why would you? Why would you, you want to lay into close someone? Close enough. That, why would you want to lay into someone you don't know? Because then, that, uh, then that's just going to start a fight. Well, maybe they're a jerk. Exactly. Maybe, maybe you have to. Maybe you have to correct behavior on that side. Well, no, I'm saying like, let's say if you work with them. Yeah, I get. Well, well yeah, I see what you mean. Like, yeah. there has to be some sort of mutual appreciation of each other's company. Yeah. So, like yeah. a closeness formed because we're both in this crap together. Yeah. Let's just be buddies. Yeah, because like if you're let's really cl- each yeah, exactly because when you're if you're really close with someone yeah. and the way and then if you have to lay into them. Yeah. That I mean, they have to. Then they'll know why are you saying that to them because exactly. it, it, it was where is it coming from? It's coming from like I want I want you to be better. It's and I, 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 yeah, exactly. And I, I would hope that you would say that to me if I'm out of line, or even just the uh, like I used to be not a ball buster, but I was like whenever I, I worked anywhere with a, with a group of people who I got along with in large groups like bars mostly, obviously, mm-hmm. um, because that's where I would do big groups of of coworkers. Mm-hmm. I would always do a little ball busting. Yeah. Like just for fun. Nothing major, nothing huge, but things like, gray shirt again, huh? But then people who take it in a way, it's like, that guy's always fucking on me, man. Like, mm-hmm. he's always on my ass. Yeah. If It never went to that point. It always went to like, he's always shooting shit at me, right? Yeah. And then somebody else would always be like, yeah, well, that's because he likes you. Yeah, exactly. That he's, he thinks you're worth the time to shoot things at, so shoot back at him. And those are the ones who stuck it out. And those are the ones who come here. Mm-hmm. Like, um, you just met uh, a buddy of mine who we, we did an email back and forth with. And that's how that relationship started. Yeah. He's going to come here. I don't know if he's going to use his real name, so I'm going to throw it out there. But that particular friend, mm-hmm. I locked in a closet one time. Mm-hmm. And um, another friend had to tell him, it's like, you know that time when he locked you in the closet? Like, I didn't really lock him in a closet. I just left him. Yeah. He was going to do this whole prank, and he was going to show me how the prank worked. And I ended up shutting the door and walking away, and he had to find his way in a dark room back to a door, <laughs> which ended up being a prank. And he at first he was offended by it, 
But the offense, like the reason it was explained to him was like, well, he actually thinks of you as like a bro, Mm -hmm. like a buddy. You're like a little brother of ours. That's why he did that. If he didn't like you, he'd have just nodded his head and be like, oh yeah, real good, chum, later. I would have walked away. But I enjoyed this kid's company so much that I had to bust the balls a little bit, so I locked him in a room. I turned the lights off and shut the door. And yeah, like, that, yeah, that's that's your. Uh, that's what you do to your little your, brother. That's your that's your, uh, your introductory course. That's what it is, right? Friendship. Like I, I would take a punch in the face for that kid, and mm-hmm. I have mm-hmm. over and over again. The kid, like I would say, he's more adult than both of us put together <laughs> now. But back then, that's what I would do. If I didn't give a shit about him, I would never go as far as to, like, like you know, chuckle at doing that. Mm-hmm. I would I would have just listened to the little joke he wanted to tell me, listen to the prank he'd planned, and walked away. But instead, I'm like, I'm gonna. I'm going to turn this prank into a super prank. Yeah. I'm going to prank his prank. <laughs> so he walked into a room to try to show me how he's going to jump out and scare this one coworker of ours. Mm-hmm. And you locked him in there? And he went pretty far back. And he's like, all right, shut the door and let me see if the light still comes through. And I, if I can see your shadow. And when I see your shadow, I'll come running to the door and open it up. And then I'll, I'll jump out and yell, boo. I was like, yeah, great idea. So he goes back in this like utility closet that's got to be, I don't know, like 10 feet, maybe 12 feet deep. Mm-hmm. So I closed that door. I turned the lights off where I was and I walked away. Walked away. <laughs> I pulled my flashlight out and I walked away. Yeah. He yeah. found me about an hour later. He was like, you know, I hate you, right? I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I sure do. Love you, buddy. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I just think there's a, um, uh, there's, there's, I think there's a line you don't cross. Yeah. But, uh, um, there's a belligerence line. There's a belligerence line, right? Yeah. But then like you, um, yeah, like it's, it's all coming back to me about how, uh, just doing it in public and just mm-hmm. to, just uh, give my, giving myself carte blanche to like just insult or just insult or just make fun of people like just you know, like uh, yeah. whatever right and just like whatever I just disproved of. Do you want to be that guy? No, I don't. Yeah, yeah. I hated my I hated that that part of me and so I, I just I just cut it. I'm like I don't do it anymore. That's very introspective. That's 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 very good on you to to go back and actually like do that self audit and think to yourself eh, maybe I yeah. don't want to be this guy because yeah I, I got laughs from it when I was with, with people but at yeah. the same time it's like I'm like what am I like. Uh, like I'm like this is so this is this is such a mean thing to do so I just cut it. That's, That's what it is, right? Yeah. It's just a mean spirit. But then again, it doesn't come from a place where you're attempting to be mean spirited. No, it if just that person, if that person, if that person that. yeah, exactly. That person fell over. I would do, yeah. I would do CPR on them, obviously, right? But like obviously, uh, yeah. But yeah. like, uh, yeah, I, I just didn't like that that aspect of my life, and I was like, I'm like, why am I why am I doing this? Like, hmm. it makes no sense. So I just stopped doing it. Yeah, it's uh, it's very adult of you. <laughs> that's very that's very grown that's, up of you that's, that's well, that is definitely one way to say it that's very adult of me. <laughs> that is extremely adult of you to figure out oh yeah I gotta I gotta not I have, do that anymore I, yeah I have to stop hurting people's feelings in public I, gotta, <laughs> I hurt people yeah <laughs> just sitting in a room by so yourself so whoever enjoyed those laughs sorry, sadly those days are over listening to Johnny Cash <laughs> uh, I think that's it buddy I was I was gonna make fun of the mass Singer and how, like, every time they, on the because I watch a lot of junk food TV, so The Masked Singer is part of that now. I don't know what that is. What is that? The Masked Singer, where they got, like, all the four, it's like Jenny McCarthy, that trash bag anti-vaxxer, and uh, Dr. Ken, 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 uh, Ken Jung from Community and shit like that. Yeah. Robin Thicke, they all sit around a desk, and then you get these people in masks and full costumes sing, and they're all, like, moderate celebrities, and then they have to guess who the celebrity is. Yeah, and they're they're all like really? the, the first season they were awful. Like they were just the worst. And then Jenny McCarthy would be like, I think that's Brad Pitt because he sang that one song in that movie one time. I'm like, it's never Brad Pitt, you dipshit. Like it's never gonna be Brad Pitt. The lion is the lion and the crown and the purple cape dancing on stage singing uh, La Vida Loca. It's not Brad Pitt, stupid. <laughs> that's what they would do, this, right? This this got a second season. He got a second season, 
And this season, they're all actually really good. Like all the singers, like I'm pretty sure one of them is uh, Jessica Simpson. I think she's actually in that because they did a chicken of the sea joke. It's ridiculously stupid. Like it's one of the dumbest shows on TV, but it's actually kind of entertaining. But this year, they're all they're all actually good. So when they're saying things like, "Do you think it's Pharrell?" I'm like, well, "It might be because that, that guy can actually rap." Hmm. So it's pretty entertaining. Sorry, no, I've never, I've never heard of this show. Yeah, it's only been on two years. It was on last year. Mm-hmm. I think it's only been two years, and then this year, and it's got a sequel series as well. This year, a spinoff. The spinoff. Yeah, Ken Jeong's got his own uh, his own version of it, where they have to like guess whether or not somebody has a decent voice. Before they see them sing. Oh yeah, I've seen the commercial for that. Yeah, yeah. like I it's can... on CTV, right? Yeah, yeah, something yeah. like that. I think CTV. Yeah, CTV, one of those local. Canadian... So, so I can I've heard of the spinoff. I've never heard of the mask. The spinoff. The mask singer is there. It's like a legitimate, like uh, like Scott Bayo level celebrity. Oh, well, it God. used to be right. They were all like Scott Bayos. but this year it seems uh, the first episode this year they had a guy in the mask who wasn't great, and they brought him out to be like, "Hey, come do your song," and he's like, oh, "I can't do this anymore." He takes his helmet off and it's friggin' Mickey Rourke. It's Mickey Rourke in a turtle costume oh or some shit. And he's like, it's too hot in here. I'm done. And he takes his helmet off and hits the road. Holy shit. <laughs> so it's entertaining in that it's junk food TV. Like, yeah. it's complete junk food TV. Mm-hmm. I just thought it's funny how, like, every time you'll get, uh, like, one of them, like, one of those morons. And poor Ken Jong, He's got to sit there. and Like, he's a legitimate, intelligent comedian. And probably the best thing they got going on this on this show. Mm-hmm. He's got to sit there and listen to him, like, talk and talk and talk, and they'll guess. Well, like, he's getting paid. <laughs> yeah, right? He's getting paid. But one of them will say, oh, you think, I think maybe that could be that could be George Clooney under there, because he sang in that movie one time. He should start ripping on people. He yeah. does. Yeah, that's good. He tears people If he does that, up. that's good. He's actually pretty entertaining mm-hmm. for, for what he does. And But this year, I'm surprised, because, like, I talk a lot of shit about that show. Mm-hmm. A lot of shit on our little family chat and stuff. Like, I'm bashing it endlessly. And this year, I, I kind of had to eat my words a bit because when that uh, when the giraffe started singing the Titanic song from Celine Dion, and it was legitimately very good, I'm like, well, I, maybe I'll I'll just back off for a little bit. Okay, I won't I won't ask for the premise of the show, so I'll just I'll do my research on it. Yeah, take a look. Mm-hmm. This, this year has been entertaining in that like you've got idiots and talent. And they're all like they're all just doing what they gotta <laughs> do. This, sounds, this show sounds so stupid. <laughs> it's so dumb. It is. It might be one of the dumbest things. It's, it's honestly like okay, I'm not shitting on it because you like you like it. No, no, but, man, but I like it because it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. This like, it's this, ridiculous. This sounds like like this sounds so dumb. This yeah. is like uh, I don't even know how to say this. I'm like it's, it sounds so Hunger Games stupid. level reality TV. I swore that's my first swearing actually for this this, this episode. Uh, hey, yeah, I've tried to tone mine. I've down toned too. mine down too. I think I, I've brought my. I think I only dropped three f bombs this episode. I think I've, yeah, I didn't. Swear, yeah, there's no. Well, we're trying to get ourselves back on YouTube, so we got to bring it down a bit. We're going from uh like, like I feel good. I feel we're like barely safe for work, but not yeah at all safe for work. Yeah, it's like where did, yeah the um. Yeah, I, I I think I can't remember the last time I used the f bomb. I don't think I don't think of this episode at all. Not this. I didn't think I think I, I think I don't think I used it last time either. So uh, we were we were talking about recently. I I justify dropping them on this episode because this is like where I get them out. This is my toilet. <laughs> this yeah, is where I, I, yeah, this is where I get all my. Normally I don't, I don't swear at all. No, uh, yeah, in the real world, I'm very tame. I'm very tame. But the dude at this desk. Is getting it all out. Yeah. Because if I don't do it here, I'm murdering yeah, people out I, there. Yeah, because I have to. St- I have to like accentuate points. Exactly. So, uh, um, 
Yeah, like if I want Trump to lose, I want him to like say it. Fucking lose. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, but uh, no, we've been good. We've been good, and this is the this we'll behave. Is, we'll behave. This is our first episode back. Yeah. Um, hopefully all that sound worked out. I'm pretty sure it all did. Yeah. I- I'm fairly okay. certain all that sound worked out. Yeah. But I did a whole bunch of stuff up there. We have the new camera up. We've got the new sound and lighting system up. I think it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I'll take a look over there and tell you. How's that, uh, how's that feel to you over there? God damn, I need to go to a tanning salon. Yeah. Well, you are behind like a black screen. Oh, and then I'm using Rec 107. So it's not exactly, we're not using like, you know, th- that's going to get worked on. Don't worry about that. Okay. Well, I'll turn up the brown. Turn up the, the brown. sepia tone. <laughs> I'll crank no, up the it, sepia. Honestly, every single, every single winter, I turn like translucent. It's like October first. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I just like every in, in winter, like I think I could show you my arms like they're they're they're, they're pasty white. I'll tell you, man. Like yeah. November, I mean uh, September twenty one, I'm I'm a golden god, mm-hmm. and then October first, I'm an ashy son of a gun. Yeah, just just happened. Yeah, man. you go from classy to ashy. Classy to ashy. Yeah, it's gotta do that dive in that big Costco sized vat. Of yeah, olive oil. Olive oil. Yeah, just to, I'll come over just like with buckets come dumping on you. <laughs> <laughs> like Kramer. Yeah. Kramer turning. Yeah, I gotta stay juicy. Turn into a juicy turkey. Yeah. Oh, I would imagine that that music has been playing for quite some time. Well, uh, I have nothing else to say, but uh, peace out. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs>